It's full court coverage on the team. Presented by Ken Richards State Farm. And good evening. Welcome into Fruit of Monument High School, Southwestern League Basketball. Full court coverage tonight on the Team Sports Network as the Fruit of Monument boys and girls basketball teams welcome in the Montrose Red Ox. Jim Davis with you tonight here at Fruit of Monument High School. My colleague Tyler Franson out at Central High School as both Warrior basketball teams take on their Crosstown rivals, the Grand Junction Tigers. But before we talk about tonight's high school hoops here on the team, congratulations to Rockies great Todd Helton. Todd Helton will be heading to Cooperstown July 21st. He'll be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. The uh, call came today from the Baseball Writers Association of America, the Hall of Fame for Todd Helton, who, of course, guided the Rockies to the 2007 World Series. But Todd Helton elected on his sixth try. And uh, for Todd Helton, he ended up receiving 79.7% of the votes. Adrian Beltre, the uh, phenomenal third baseman, Finished with 95.1% of the votes. So, Beltre, Helton, and great Minnesota Twins catcher, Joe Maurer, barely gets in by four votes, 76.1%. Closer Billy Wagner fell five votes shy, 73.8%. 75% of the votes is the threshold. His last chance will come in 2025. But uh, congratulations to Rockies great Todd Helton going into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Joining Larry Walker is the only other Colorado Rocky in Cooperstown, New York. So tonight, you have the Fruto Monument girls taking on the Montrose Red Ox. Wildcat girls on the season. They are 12-2. They're 1-0 in Southwestern League play. Montrose, they come in 10-3. They're 0-1 in the SWL. And for Fruto Monument, they're coming off a 75-18 win Saturday. A non-league win against Battle Mountain. Montrose, they beat Eagle Valley in non-league play 54 to 16 for the monument uh, right now they are currently 13th in the 6a rpi for montrose they're fifth in the 5a rpi palisade by the way is 15th in the 5a rpi right now as fruit of monument and montrose score off and in the max preps era montrose has the edge in this series 20 to 16 but the wildcats have won the last eight games between these two teams let's give it the starters tonight first for steve skiff and the Montrose girls basketball team. Lily Nelson gets a start. She's a 5'9 sophomore forward for Steve Skiff. Tegan Rocco also starts at a forward spot. Tegan, the senior, is uh, had 13 points against Eagle Valley, and she's currently seventh in the conference in scoring the league and scoring at 10.7 points per game. And uh, Maggie Legg will be the point guard tonight for the Red Hawks. She, has t- she had 10 points against Eagle Valley in that win on Saturday. She is sixth in the league in scoring at just under 11 points per game. So Lily Nelson, Tegan Rocco, Maggie Leg, Kinsey Bush is also in the backcourt, the 5'4 senior, and Macy Oberg, the 5'10 sophomore, having another sensational season at a great freshman campaign last year. Macy right now uh, is first in the Southwestern League in rebounding. She's fifth in scoring at 13.5 points per game. She had 15 points in the victory against Eagle Valley on Saturday. For Fruit of Monument and Coach Jeff Johnson, Liv Campbell starts in the backcourt. She's third in the league in scoring right now, 14.6 points per game. She's currently 10th in rebounding. She had 14 points in the win against uh, Battle Mountain on Saturday. Campbell Brammer starts as a forward. Nine points against Battle Mountain. She's uh, seventh in rebounding in the Southwestern League right now. Also, Angelina Fortunato will start in the backcourt, the junior for Jeff Johnson. 
and then Addison Ayers had a, a great season in her senior campaign. She's the only senior on this basketball team. She's currently second in rebounding. She is uh, right now fourth in scoring in the Southwestern League at 14 points per game, and she has 12 points against Battle Mountain in that win on Saturday. So uh, Liv Campbell, Mason McKenzie, uh, who had the 12 points against Battle Mountain. She had four threes. Campbell uh, Brammer, along with Angelina Fortunato and Addison Ayer, your starters for Fruit of Montrose. Once again, Lily Nelson, Tegan Rocco, Maggie Lake, Kinsey Bush, and Macy Oberg. With your officials tonight in this one, Jared Meyer, Jamie Dunn, and Marty Rover are your officials for this one tonight here at Fruit of High School. So, of course, for Fruit of Monmouth, they have their, their pink out game. For breast cancer awareness and they're their uh, pink out uniforms tonight so Montrose wearing their road black tops black shorts with the red striping with the red numerals and for Fruit of Monument the white tops with blue and pink with the blue numbers outlined in pink with the blue and pink striping down the side of the shorts and the jersey so as they introduce the Fertile Monument starters. And once again, it is full court coverage tonight, so that means that we'll be going out to Central High School where uh, the Central Girls basketball team off to a, a 2-0 start in league play. They'll score off against Grand Junction. Mary Doan, who is the head coach at Central. Sydney Brandon was her assistant the last couple of years before taking over the Tigers program last season. A uh, team that uh, Sydney Brandon led to several state tournament appearances during her time as uh, a guard for Sam Provins and Grand Junction. So we'll have that matchup with Tyler Franson coming up a little bit. And, of course, uh, two really good boys games tonight with the 16-0 Fruit of Monument boys, the number one team in the 6A RPI, taking on a very talented Montrose team. And likewise should be a great battle with Central off to a good start at 2-0, taking on... Dutch Johnson and Grand Junction. So, refer to Monument. Campbell Brammer will jump center circle and she'll go up against Macy Oberg. And here's the tap and it's controlled by the Wildcats. Liv Campbell has the basketball, takes him to the front court. Campbell looking, wants to get the basketball to Fortunato. Now Fortunato's going to have it. Back to Campbell. Campbell standing in the mouth of the Power Cat logo for Fruita Monument. The north end here at Fruita Monument High School. Addison here, quick pass inside to Brammer, she can't get it to go the first time, gets her own miss. Now the rebound is controlled by Montrose, and Maggie Legg will hustle up the floor, the 5'6 sophomore guard. Bush has it near side, back out to Legg. Very talented sophomore player for Steve Skip. 15-footer on the way, and it's good on the baseline. So Maggie Legg with her first points of the night. Montrose off to a 2-0 lead. Back the other way, the Wildcats counter the layup from McKenzie Mason. We had four threes in that game against Battle Mountain, but Mackenzie Mason got ahead of the back and gets a layup. And the game is tied up 2-2 on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Oberg with the basketball outside the arc. Goes top of the key to Tegan Rocco. Rocco wants to put on the floor with a left-handed dribble. Kicks it to Oberg. Oberg from about 15 from the left elbow. Brammer battles for it. And then the offensive rebound inside. And it's going to be Tegan Rocco who's going to muscle that one in off the window for two. She gets fouled, and Tegan Rocco is going to have a chance at a three-point play. And they will call the foul on Fruit of Monument's Angelina Fortunato. And Rocco is going to make the foul shot. 
Kagan's got three points to start things out. And it's a 5-2 lead for the Montrose girls. Now blocking foul is going to be called at the other end. And it's going to be Macy Olberg that picks up that foul for Montrose. As she banged into Addie Air down the low post. Fortunato to play it in. Gets it to Campbell. Campbell bounce pass inside to Air. Air, the senior, up on the left hand, too strong off the glass. And the rebound pulled down by Lily Nelson, the sophomore. It'll be Leg holding up that right hand to call out the play. A little thumbs up to call the play for Steve Skiff. And Campbell nearly turns it over as Leg has to pick up her dribble. She's able to avoid danger by finding Tag and Rocco. Back to Leg. Leg quickly dumps it inside off the window for an easy two for Lily Nelson. The drive by Leg and the pass to a wide open Lily Nelson off the window for two as Montrose is coming out pressuring early on and it's paid off so far. 7-2 lead for the Red Ox. Quick pass up ahead. Brammer puts it up strong and draws the foul on Maggie Leg. Leg will be called for the blocking foul. So two shots coming up for Campbell Brammer. Brammer averages four points per game. Campbell at the foul line. And she'll miss the first one off to the left. Brammer's 45% from the foul line this season. She'll set for the second one. That one's on the way, and that one's good. As Brammer has her first point of the night. Montrose with a 7-3 lead on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Now the Wildcats will pressure in the backcourt. Leg with a long pass into the frontcourt. Finds Oberg. Oberg, foul line jumper on the way. Hits off the back iron. Brammer boxes out Oberg and gets the pass to Fortunato. Fortunato into the frontcourt. She'll have it top of the key. Being guarded closely by Kinsey Bush. Air takes it to the left elbow. Gets it to Brammer. Now it's Campbell. Campbell's going to dribble it off her foot. Loose ball picked up by Montrose. Picked up by Maggie Leg, And Leg is going to be fouled after Campbell tried to dribble penetrate in the lane and just dribbled it off her foot. And so the foul will go on Campbell Brammer. That'll be her first personal foul. Both teams have two team fouls apiece. Montrose up 7-3. Bush in the backcourt. Brings it across midcourt after some pressure by the Wildcats. Oberg in the lane. Misses the shot. Brammer with the box out and the rebound. She's been good on the glass so far. Bounce pass to Aaron to the front court, Far side. Aaron's going to pick up her dribble as Bush is hounding her. And now official Marty Rover's going to call a foul. And it's going to go on Montrose as Fortunato will play it in and they will call that foul on Kinsey Bush. Her first personal third team foul on the Red Ox. Inbound pass goes to Brammer who lays it in. Campbell Brammer's got three. Fortunato with the assist on the inbound and it's a 7-5 lead for the Red Ox on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Next dead ball will send it out to Central. To Tyler Franson. Montrose leads it 7-5 and a close one here as we expect between these two really good teams. Oberg too strong off the glass on the drive on the left baseline. Loose ball picked up by Liv Campbell. Campbell the outlet to Fortunato. Jeff Johnson wants his team to press it up the floor. The pass to Brammer's behind her. Oberg comes up with the steal. 
Leg will walk it up the floor. Montrose with a two-point lead here in the first quarter. And the ball's going to be stolen away by Kinsey Mason. Good anticipation. Mason's pass, though, sails over the head of Addison Aaron out of bounds on the far side. 4.17 left to go in the first. We'll take a break. Montrose girls seven, Fruita Monument five, and we'll send it out to Central High School and Tyler Franson. This is full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by going to CoverMeKen.com. Colorado sports leader, the team, your home for high school basketball. Welcome into Central High School. Tyler Franson here with you at Central as the Grand Junction Tigers and the Central Warriors will square off here in a minute. The JV game ran a little long, so we are actually uh, just about to hear our national anthem. We also have colors presented tonight from the Central High School JROTC. So we'll hear our national anthem performed tonight by our Central High School band. performed by the Central High School Pep Band. And again, Central High School's JROTC presenting our colors. They are about to march off of the basketball court as we speak. So again, if you're joining us, full court coverage today. We'll get you back out to Montrose and Fruta here in a little bit. We'll get you some action here, though, from Central and Grand Junction in the first quarter. And we apologize. There seems to be some sort of buzz coming from the above-head speaker system here at Central, but think we can survive. Score right now out at uh, Fruta at 9-9 between the Red Hawks and the Wildcats. Our score is 0-0 because we have not yet tipped off. Again, the uh, JV game ran a little long here to be the uh, start, so we have the first quarter of action about to get underway. Let's get to the starters between these two teams as the Central Warriors host the Grand Junction Tigers. Central tonight, the host team, 6-8 and eight overall, 2-0 and oh in league play. Tigers 4-10 and 10 and 0-2 oh to start the... Uh, Southwestern League slate. Interesting thing to note, though, all four wins for Grand Junction so far this year on the road. And since this is technically on the road, they will be in action here. It's not a long road, admittedly, but it's still a road game. So again, 
junction tonight, 4 and 10 overall, 4 and 0. Or, uh, not 4 and 0, but all 4 road wins this season. Tigers start out with Nerea Sills, their leading scorer. She is a senior who wears number 12. Then you have Hayden Bunnell, who wears number 15. She's a sophomore. Lauren Kelly is also a sophomore. She wears number 21. And then you have sophomore Ella Alderman. She wears number 23. And freshman Harper Young wears number 25, rounding out starting five. We heard Coach Mary Joan on the Jim Davis Show earlier this uh, morning talking about Harper Young as a freshman who brings some much-needed size to the Central Warriors. Central, Sophie Lipton, junior, wearing number two. She's a forward. Junior point guard, Tuscany Ritter, number four. Senior point guard, Bryn Wagner, number five. Senior point guard, Christina Manzanera, is number 11. And junior, number 14, Emma Diaz, your starters for the Warriors. We're ready to go here at Central High School, and the tip is won by the Tigers. They start out moving left to right across your radios. First shot missed. Second shot is in. Harper Young, the second chancer, and the score is 2-0 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard with the Tigers opening up for scoring. Grand Junction, a year last year, first year under Coach Sidney Brandon, a rebuild year after replacing longtime Tigers coach Sam Provenza. Now in her second year has quadrupled her team's win total. Central, first possession for them. They start around the perimeter. Manzanares over to Wagner, top of the key. Wagner, ball in her left hand, loses it. Stolen away, and here comes the Tigers. Harper Young, the first two points and the first steal of the game. And Harper Young also the first to draw a foul. Central will get attacked with a foul. Sophie Lipser. First team foul for Central, and so Junction will inbound it. Long outlet pass, and here they go on the other end, and Harper Young recovers it. Harper going up at the baseline, but she's going to get called for a travel. It's been the Harper Young show so far in these first 38 seconds of action. 2 nothing, still the score. Tigers lead it. Central, their second possession. Around the perimeter, Manzanera is with it on the left wing. Balls to her right to the top of the key. Ball in her right hand. Goes up for a hook shot, and it falls in. Christina Manzanares for the Tigers, the leading or for the Warriors, excuse me, leading scorer with 18.7 points per contest. Tigers are going to inbound it from just in front of the Central Faithful. A high outlet pass goes to eventually in the hands of, of Bryce Harper or Harper Young, excuse me. And then taking the shot off the glass and falling in is Ella Alderman, and the Tigers regain the lead 4-2 to two on the G.J. Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Got another whistle here, and this is going to be another foul. This will go on Lauren Kelly of the Tigers, and that's her first and the team first. 6.47 to go here in the first quarter of action here at Central High School. Part of our full court coverage, Bryn Wagner with the ball in her hand. Passes it to her teammate for a corner three. That one missed. Central gets their own rebound, though. They'll reset. Around the perimeter they go. A long two. That one off the glass, no good. And it's rebounded by the Tigers. Missing that shot was Emma Diaz. Tigers on the rebound. They're playing perimeter ball. On the right wing, Lauren Kelly 
with bright purple shoes. Gets it to Young. And Young, for the second time in this one, is going to get called for a travel. Actually, that might have been Hayden Bunnell. Either way, it's another turnover. And so, Junction, two turnovers early in this first quarter. 6.08 to go. 4-2, Tigers lead. Central going for a long three. High arcing three, no good. Rebound, Tigers. You had Wagner at the corner there, missing that one. And the Tigers will come down with it. Maria Stills. And we've got a quick sub here. Sidney Brandon, the second-year coach for the Tigers. we got a sub as Adrian Paulos will check in for Central. We also have, it's funny, so at Fruit of Monument, as their game is about to go to the end of the first quarter, so... What we'll do here is we will step aside and get to the start of the second quarter with Jim Davis. Real quickly, I want to mention, though, as we've got a little bit of a pause, they're trying to figure out who the uh, player was that just subbed in. Uh, officials tonight here at Central High School, they're wearing their pink whistles for officials versus cancer night. So you have Fruta with their uh, breast cancer awareness game going on right now. And Central, the officials, also doing a breast cancer awareness game tonight. So there's a little bit of confusion as to who substituted in. So we'll hopefully get some clarification when we uh, resume action. But for now, start of the second quarter out at Fruit of Monument between the Red Hawks and the Wildcats. Jim Davis on the call for our full court coverage. We send it back to Fruit of Monument. This is high school basketball on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at CoverMeKen.com. It's full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. 7.40 left to go in the first half. Fruta Monroe with a 10-9 lead over Montrose in girls' action. And right now Montrose with the basketball. Campbell Brammer leads all scores with five points so far for the Wildcats. Layup inside. Macy Oberg getting to the rim. And Macy Oberg leading score this season for the Red Ox. Has her first two of the night. And Montrose has an 11-10 lead and a foul at the other end on Montrose. Actually, excuse me, no foul. The ball just knocked out of bounds, so it'll be Fruita Monument basketball. Angelina Fortunato will play it in. And the ball's going to be stolen away by Montrose's Kendall Johnson, the sophomore guard. Long pass down the floor. Kinsey Bush gets it up ahead to Tegan Rocco. Back to Bush, the senior. Run on the point for Steve Skiff's team. Jeff Johnson's hand to the left to me. Wildcats coach directing his team on defense. Try to pass on the right block. And the Wildcats are going to come up with the steal. Addie Air coming up with that steal for the Wildcats. Back the other way. Layup too strong off the glass. Missed by McKenzie Mason. And the rebound grabbed by Macy Oberg. Mentioned that Oberg is first in rebounding in the Southwestern League this season. And doing that as a 5'10 sophomore. And a sensational freshman year last year for Montrose. Montrose up by a point, 11-10 on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Bush drives left side, layup is short, fight for it with Oberg. Brammer ties her up along with Addie Air, and the arrow points in favor of Montrose. Maggie Leg checks back in for Montrose. Leg with two points so far in this one. Jeff Johnson at the suit for Fertile Monument. Steve Skiffen is three quarters up, Montrose pullover. 
And the ball gets knocked out of bounds. And it'll be Fertile Monument basketball as it gets knocked out of bounds right or to the right of me here at the scores table. Liv Campbell to play it in to Fortunato into the Wildcats front court. Campbell, Fortunato, Mason, Air on the floor along with Brammer. Brammer has it top of the key. Give the Montrose five in a moment. Mason opens up for a three, top of the key, air ball. And Campbell tries to save it and can't get to it in time on the baseline. Kenzie Mason hit four threes in that one against Battle Mountain. And McKenzie on the season is second to Campbell in threes with 13. And we have a timeout called by Jeff Johnson and Fruita Monument. So we'll just keep it right here with an 11-10 lead for the Montrose girls. So just a, a quick look at the scoring for, for Montrose. Taking Rocco with three points so far, a bucket for Macy Oberg, a bucket for Maggie Legg. And those two players combined for almost 30 points a game so far, just two between the, the two of them. Haven Johnson with a bucket and Lily Nelson with a two-point field goal as well. For the Monument, Campbell Brammer leads all scores with five. Addison Ayers got three. Mackenzie Mason has two points. Liv Campbell... Fruita Monument's top scorers yet to find the score sheet. With 6.14 left to go in the first half in this one. It'll be Leg, along with Kinsey Bush, Tegan Rocco, Macy Oberg, and Brooke Williams, the junior, the six-footer. Ball's going to be stolen away by Addison Ayer. Ayer up ahead to Fortunato. She crosses midcourt up the right wing. Gets it to Campbell. Campbell, spin move, and the right block. Tries to bank it in, doesn't go. Oberg and Brammer, a couple of the league's top rebounders, battle for that one, and it's a tie-up, and the arrow points in favor of Fruita Monument, and Angelina Fortunato will play it in for the Wildcats. Williams will check out, and Lily Nelson's back in for Montrose. Inbound pass goes to Brammer, and Brammer lays it in. Count the bucket, and she'll have a chance at a three-point play. Campbell Brammer with seven points. And a great inbound play dialed up by Jeff Johnson. And the foul's going to go on Lily Nelson of the Red Hawks. Both teams with one team foul apiece here in the second. Brammer at the foul line. Can't complete the three-point play. She bangs it off the back iron. Brammer tonight is one for three from the foul line. Leg sets it up on the Wildcat logo in the front court. Working toward the south end of Fruita Monument High School. 12-11 lead for Fruita Monument. And they get the pass in the low post to Bush, and Bush gets fouled on the arm. Marty Rover, one of our officials, former Mesa baseball player, former Delta baseball coach. Jared Meyer, third part of that crew. He'll hand the basketball to Tegan Rocco. Rocco baseline right side. Goes to Oberg at the top of the key. Guarded by Campbell. They're trying to trap her there with Foronato. Bounce pass to the wing. Goes to leg. Back to Oberg. Spin move. Goes between two defenders. Teardrop in the lane. Too strong off the glass. Gets her own miss. Make that, excuse me, it's Nelson with the rebound. And the ball's going to be picked up by the Wildcats by Addie Air. Gets it to Fortunato. Fortunato angles the pass from the front court to Campbell. Campbell, turnaround shot from 15. Misses it off to the right on a line drive jumper and the rebound controlled by Macy Oberg. Oberg a heck of a rebounder 
Averages just under eight rebounds a contest for Montrose. Wildcats with a one-point lead. Red Hawks with the basketball on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Ball stolen away by Campbell momentarily, but Rocco's able to get it back to reset the offense. And then Campbell's going to reach in and going to tie up Maggie Leg. Heads-up play by Liv Campbell. And the arrow's going to point in favor, though, of Montrose. But that's a heads-up play by Liv Campbell, the junior. Who's had some visits with DU and others about her basketball future. Leg drives baseline, denied the baseline. Good job by Addison Ayer. And Ayer is able to reach in and tie up leg, and that's going to lead to the possession arrow pointing in favor of the Wildcats. So Fortunato will play it into Campbell. Back to Angelina Fortunato. 4.23 left to go here in the first half. 12-11 lead for Fruita Monument. Brammer goes left corner to Mason in the low post. Campbell spin move, layup short. Lib just There's been a lid on the bucket tonight for Lib Campbell. He just has not been able to get anything to go so far. And Steve Skiff wants to call the timeout. Fruita Monument girls lead it 12-11 over Montrose. 4.03 left to go in the first half here at Fruita Monument High School. We'll take a break. We'll send it out to... Central High School, Grand Junction squaring off against Central tonight. Tyler Franson will have that for you. We'll take a break and send you out there next. You're listening to Full Court Coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by going to CoverMeKen.com. It's Full Court Coverage on 101.1 FM, 1340 AM at 102.1 FM. The team. Welcome back to Central High School. Tyler Franson with you. Nate Andrews back at the team sports desk. Jim Davis at Free Monument High School. Our score on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard with just under three minutes to go here in the first quarter. Yes, we are still in the first quarter here at Central. The Warriors have gone on a seven-point run to now lead it 10-5 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Christina Manzanera is leading with seven points tonight of those 10. She's taking a breather. Central on the floor with the ball. Shooting from the high post and missing off the glass is Emma Diaz. Central will try to fight for the rebound and it's going to go the way of Central as Grand Junction's defender knocks it out of the backcourt. During that stoppage before we sent it back to Jim, there was a technical foul on the part of Central for the substitution issue. We're not still quite sure or well I'm not still quite sure exactly what happened but Central was awarded the technical and Grand Junction made one of two free throws to go up by 5-2 but then ever since then it's been a Central lead however Bryn Wagner is going to get packed with a foul here that is the third of the Warriors and her first and so Grand Junction right now trailing by five they're going to get couple of players on with Jalen Hansen and Harper Young checking in for Hayden Bunnell and I don't know who the other player was that went off but nonetheless here comes Central or Junction rather breaking through Central full court press defense quickly up the floor and she's going to get called for a travel is Jalen Hansen 
really, truly not her fault. It's just the limit of the rule of the travel because she held onto the ball and then she tripped up, slid, and the act of the slide made her step one too many times holding onto the ball. So another turn over here, 2.08 to go here in the first quarter. Central on top, 10-5, to five, looking for more. Bryn Wagner at the top. He loses the basketball, taken away by the Tigers. Jalen Hansen with the steal. Tigers up the floor, moving left to right. Here they come off the glass and in. Grand Junction cuts it to a three-point lead. And falling in that shot was McKenna Young, one of the two freshmen on this Grand Junction roster and on the other end of the floor. Central Warriors, Christina Manzanera is checking in. You also have Ella Grace Kellerby checking in with Sophie Lipton and Adrian Holos checking off. And we've got a whistle here as refs weren't quite ready and actually it's going to be Grand Junction calling a timeout with a minute 40 left to go here in the first quarter. So I'll tell you what we'll do, depending on the answer to Jim Davis's text. We'll either keep it here for a minute or we'll get you back to Fruta because if my suspicion is correct, there should still be a little bit of half left. And that is the case. So what we'll do is we will take a break. We will send it back to Jim Davis with the final minute 43 of the first half of Fruta Monument and Montrose. He'll wrap up that first half, and then we'll come back here to Central. This is high school basketball full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at CoverMeKen.com. This is full court coverage on the Team Sports Network. Back at Fruit Monument High School, Wildcats on an 8-2 run right now. They lead it 19-11 over Montrose. Liv Campbell hadn't scored well. She has five points since then. She misses a three on that shot in the left wing, but she hit a three moments ago and also got a layup inside for five points. Campbell Brammer leads all scores with seven points. Addison Ayers got five for Fruit of Monument. Montrose so far led by Tegan Rocco with three points. A couple points for Kenzie Bush. Likewise, Haven Johnson, Lily Nelson as well. But a 19-11 lead for Fruit of Monument as Montrose turns over the basketball. And I mentioned a 9-2 run right now by Fruto Monument with 53 seconds left to go here in the first half of this one. And near steal by Montrose is Brooke Williams, but she slips and falls down. She taps the ball away. Wildcats get it back. And right now with the basketball for Fruto Monument, Haley Wagner, as she was getting hounded at the top of the key, and Jeff Johnson gets a timeout called, and we'll just keep it right here with 36 and 9 tenths of a second left to go. The Fruit of Monument's been able to solve the Montrose press early on. First quarter, Steve Skiff dialing up the pressure and Fruit is able to break it. And they're able to, to grab the lead thanks to the Campbell Brammer. Brammer, an outstanding rebounder, but uh, Campbell's not uh, normally a big-time offensive threat. She averages four points per game. Well, she is already over that average with seven Tonight, she had nine points in that win against Battle Mountain on Saturday. So the, the scoring is starting to pick it up for Brammer the Hammer, who also had an outstanding season on the volleyball court for Fruit of Monument. 
19-11 lead for the Fertile Monument girls. Montrose on defense. The active hands of Kenzie Bush trying to steal the basketball away. They go to Addison Air over in the left corner. Air back out to Wagner. Air catches outside the arc, working some clock here with 20 seconds to go. Air in the lane, step through, move, puts the layup up. Doesn't get it to go, but she'll draw contact. And they're going to say the foul is on the floor. It was before the active shooting. Haven Johnson picks up her second personal foul for Steve Skiff's Redhawks. Steve Skiff does double duty as the Montrose boys golf coach. He's had some very successful golf teams at Montrose. and going to call a push on the inbound. Baseline official Jamie Dunn will come over and tell us that that's going to go on Tegan Rocco. That'll be Tegan's first personal foul. Three team fouls on the Redhawks. Two on the Wildcats with 14.7 seconds left to go. Inbound pass goes to Campbell. Jab step, fake the three, goes to Air in the low post. Air gets between two defenders, puts it up a left hand, misses the shot. Rebound controlled by Brooke Williams. And then the ball slips out of the hands of Kinsey Bush. Maggie Leg, half-court shot. It's going to be an air ball short. And Fruto Monument will go to the locker room up 19-11 to at halftime here at Fruto Monument High School. So... Montrose led in the first half by, by taking Rocco's three points. Fruit of Monument, Campbell Brammer with seven points. Liv Campbell with a three-pointer and five points and five points for Addison Ayer. So those are the scores. And for Montrose as well, Kinsey Bush with the bucket, Haven Johnson and Lily Nelson with two-point field goals for the Montrose girls. So at halftime, 19-11, Fruit of Monument girls lead Montrose. And this longtime Southwestern League rivalry will take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll go back to Central High School. Tyler Franson has more with the Grand Junction and Central Girls. That's up next. You're listening to Full Court Coverage on the team. Presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by calling 243-1000. It's Full Court Coverage on the team. Presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Welcome back to Central High School. Tyler Franson here at Central. Jim Davis. Out of Fruit of Monument, Nate Andrews back at the team's fourth test. And we are just getting underway here in the second quarter. We got about 7-11 to go here in the first half. It is 16-10 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard with Central on top by six. Grand Junction has the basketball on the right-hand side. Passing it and going in for a jumper off the glass. No good, but a whistle is going to be called, and it's going to be a turnover Grand Junction and Central will have it with 7.05 here in the first half. Looking to add to their six-point lead, Christina Manzanera is your leading scorer with 12 of the 16 so far. For the Tigers, their leading scorer, bench player McKenna Young with five. Manzanera is from the corner for three. That one off the back iron, no good. Rebound at Central, though, and then Central they're going to keep it in play. Almost a turnover there off the glass and in is Sophie Lipson. Central on a run here as Tigers. Wing almost, almost had that shot stolen. It was blocked, the three-point shot by Manzanares. Now there's a little bit of chaos. Manzanares almost came away with a steal. Tigers still with it, though, holding on. Airmailing that shot. And missing from three with Sills. Junction is going to try again from three. 
Missed that one, and underneath the basket is a jump ball call that will go the way of the Tigers. Harper Young checking out, and Hayden Bunnell checking in for Grand Junction. Adrian Holos checking in for Central. Junction inbounds it, gets the quick shot off the glass. Ella Alderman, and we'll get the whistle. We'll see if the basket counts. It will count, and the foul is on Grand Junction. Correction is on Central's Ella Grace Kellerby. So, Ella Alderman at the free throw line for the N1. Alderman, four points. And still at four as she missed the N1. It went off the back iron, so... Junction still down six with six minutes to go here in the first half. Central with it. Manzanares going for three. Got it. Christina Manzanares from way downtown. She's got 15 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Here's a three answer from Junction, but that one missed off the front of the rim. Junction gets their own board, though. Still playing around the perimeter. That shot tipped and blocked and stolen away by the Central Warriors. Here they come. Manzanares goes in the lane. Gets a pass. It's off the glass. No good. Manzanares would have had the assist on Tuscany Ritter's basket. Basket, however, does not fall in. There is a foul, though, against Lauren Kelly of the Tigers. That's her second, and it'll be free throws for Tuscany. Ritter gets the first one to fall, and it's a 10-point lead for the Warriors. Genevieve Lane will check in for Grand Junction and check it in for Central with a silky lifted. Tuscany Ritter, second free throw is up and good. And so that puts Ritter at four points, 23-12, to 12, Central on top. Grand Junction moving left to right. Gets the pass at the block. Goes for a shot, no good. And that one is going to be a... foul on Adrian Holos. So, Junction back to the free throw line. Once again, here's Ella Alderman at the free throw line. Her first shot is up, and too much gas. Alderman so far 0 for 2 at the free throw line. Coming into the game tonight, Alderman, we don't have the numbers for her. The second free throw also misses. Just like that, though, a whistle out of the transition follows on Maria Sills. So the Tigers are going to make a quick sub. Jalen Hansen will check in. Here's the Warriors coming up the floor. Manzanares passing the lane to so- Sophie Lipton. Shot missed, taken out by the Tigers. Here they come. It's been a fast-paced game for both these teams. A shot from three. Off the rim, no good. Rebound central. 
Missing that three was Maria Sills, their leading scorer coming into this game, averaging about 9.8 points per game, just under 10 a contest. Junction's going to inbound the ball just about midcourt. Gets it into her teammate, McKinney Young, the leading scorer tonight. One of the leading scorers, I should say. Young, driving herself, goes up high off the glass, no good. And Holos gets the board off the glass. And a foul is going to be on Junction's Ella Alderman, and that'll be her third already. Alderman is going to go to the bench, and checking in for her is Harper Young. Also checking in for Central Ella Grace Kellerby. 4.33 to go here in the first half. Central leading by 11 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard, 23 to 12. And we've got another whistle as Junction, Harper Young, will get attacked with her first. And that will also put the Warriors into the bonus. So Ella Grace Kellerby will shoot two free throws. Misses the first one, just a little too far to the right. Kellerby's second free throw is good. So one for two on that try there, and it's an even 12-point lead for the Warriors. 4.22 to go here in the first half. Going up for a hook shot and missing it short with Hayden Bunnell of the Tigers. Second try, though, is good for Bunnell. Four points for her. Back to a 10-point game. Warriors with the basketball around the perimeter. Top of the key, Lipton. To her right is Manzanares for another long three. Christina Manzanares. Christina Manzanares is putting on a clinic in this first half with 18 of Central 27 points. She's already at about her average in terms of per game scoring. She is on fire tonight. Grand Junction the other end trying to answer. Here's Manzanares with a steal. Manzanares coming up the floor with it by herself, breaking through the Tigers' defense all alone. Central, Emma Diaz tried to recover it underneath the hoop, but as we get tackled with a travel, Junction's going to make a couple of subs here as we've got a Central Warriors timeout. This will be a full timeout, so what we're going to do here is we're going to take a quick break and come back to Central High School. 3.26 to go here in the first half. Central on top, 27-14 to on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. We'll come back to Central after this quick timeout. You're listening to High School Basketball on the team. Full court coverage presented by Ken Richards, State Farm Insurance. It's full court coverage on 101.1 FM, 1340 AM at 102.1 FM. The team. Welcome back to Central High School. Tyler Franson with you. Nate Andrews back at the team's sports desk. And in a few moments, we will go back to the Monument High School where the Wildcats and Redhawks are in Southwestern League action tonight. 19-11 to through the leading at the halftime. They're still at half. We're about three minutes away from halftime here at Central as Grand Junction just made a bucket. That is Harper Young with the... Only the first two points of the night for her. 
Young makes it a 11-point game as Central leads it 27-16 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. It'll be a central ball after G.J. Defender, believe it was Young, knocked it out of the backcourt. Inbound pass goes to Tuscany Ritter. Ritter will roll the right top of the key. It's Manzanares of the far wing. She's hit from deep twice tonight. She thought about going for a third try. She instead she's going to hand it to Diaz. Diaz thought about a three. Now she's going to pass to Manzanares. Top of the key. Three again. Manzanares. Oh, yes! Christina Manzanares doing her best Steph Curry impression tonight already with 21 points. She gets a steal. She's going the other way. She gets it in the lane, and it is good. Christina Manzanares, 23 points in this first half, 32 on the board for Central. And it's a double lead as far as the math is concerned, 32 to 16. We've got a whistle here. Foul on Adrian Polos of the Central Warriors. That's her second. A couple of quick subs for Grand Junction. Maria Sills and Lauren Kelly checking in for McKenna Young. And we're going to number at the end there, but that's okay. We'll tell you this. Grand Junction with the basketball looking for an inbound pass. It's a high pass at the top of the key. Maya Sills. Her sister, Maria leading scorer, Maya, a junior, Maria, a senior. Polos going to get called for her third foul, so that's going to probably give her a seat on the bench. Harper Young is going to go to the free throw line for Grand Junction to narrow this gap a little bit as Central is on top 32-16 on the G.J. Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Harper Young makes the first free throw. Sophie Linton is going to check in for Holos. 32-17. Bryn Wagner is also going to check in for Central after. Nope. Hold on. (laughs) Bryn Wagner was ready to go. Came on just a little too early. Mary Doan and Bryn Wagner having a quick word as the second free throw from Harper Young is good. 32-18 now with 2.15 to go here in the first half. Christina Manzanares easily our player of the game for this first half at least. We'll see what she does in the second half. Might want to take a little bit of a breather in the second as Manzanares will bounce pass to Emma Diaz. And then Manzanares go for another three. This time it doesn't fall in. Bryn Wagner, though, is going to pick up the rebound. And we'll do, try it all again around the perimeter. Wagner, top of the key, drives in the lane, goes for a high-floating hook shot, and it falls in. Bryn Wagner. And that's her first two points tonight. Normally, Manzanares and Wagner are your two leading scorers back-to-back, but that's only the first point tonight for Bryn Wagner. 34-18. We've got a whistle on the other end of the floor. Emma Diaz, the foul. And so Harper Young once again to the free throw line. Second foul for Diaz, and Young will once again be shooting two. Both teams now into the bonus. 
First free throw from Harper Young is good. She has a, a very high arcing type of free throw shot. Second free throw for Harper Young. Takes a couple dribbles and shoots. Rattles off the back iron, fight for the rebound. Ken taken out by Manzanera as a central. Here they come up the floor. No look pass to Wagner at the corner. And what's the call? Is that a... They're going to call a foul on Jalen Hanson of the Tigers. And so Bryn Wagner is going to go to the free throw line. But Bryn Wagner got a no-look pass. Swear to God it was a no-look pass from, from Christina Manzanares as the first free throw from Wagner is good. Second free throw is also good. Wagner, four points, 36 on the board for the Central Warriors, 19 for the Tigers. 1.20 to go here in the first half. Tigers driving up the floor, and they're going to turn it over as Nerea Stills. Right foot went out of bounds just before she crossed into the central bench. And so it's central ball moving right to left. Wagner across the timeline. Bounce it low. Now here's a pass in the lane to Christina Manzanares. Sophie Lipton, the assist. Christina Manzanares, 25 points in the first half. Second try is no good. Third try off the ground. They're going to shoot from three as the Tigers, and that one rattles in. Lauren Kelly from three at the wing. 38-22. Central, though, still with a commanding lead, and that is largely due to Christina Manzanares. Wagner passing it. Sophie Lipton got the pass at the, at the block. And Junction's going to get attacked with a foul as Harper Young. And that is Harper's second. So Sophie Lipton is going to go to the line. There's 36 seconds to go here in the first half. When this half wraps up, we'll send you back out to Fruit Monument High School where the Warriors, or the, 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 the Wildcats, the other W team in the Southwestern League. Hosting the Red Hawks tonight. And last we checked at half, Fruta was leading 19 to 11. Second free throw is good. Six points for Sophie Lipton. Warriors on top, 40 to 22. Tigers looking to answer. Top of the key. This is Macy Sinicki checking in for the first time today. Lauren Kelly with it. Top of the key, rolling to the right wing. Shoots from three again. Off the rim, no good. Bounces it into the hands of Tuscany Ritter. Ritter across the timeline, hands it back to Lips to Wagner. Wagner over to Manzanares at the wing. She's driving, gets the free throw line, pass to Wagner for three. Bryn Wagner from downtown. Two seconds, one second, and that is the end of the first half with the Central Warriors on top. 43-22. Christina Manzanares, 25 points in this first half. 
we will send you back to Fruita Monument High School, where the Fruita Wildcats are currently leading 23 to 16. We will send you back there with Jim Davis on the call next. This is full court coverage of high school basketball presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at CoverMeKen.com. This is full court coverage on the Team Sports Network. Welcome back to Fruita Monument. Fruita Monument girls lead Montrose by 7, 23 to 16 on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. 7's been the number. Wildcats led by 7 at halftime. They've had two 7-point leads here in the third quarter with 2.35 to play. Montrose with the basketball. And one of the big storylines for Steve Skiff and Montrose, their top score and rebounder, Macy Oberg with four fouls, and she's on the bench right now. Ball knocked out of bounds. Trying to penetrate on the baseline was Haven Johnson gets knocked out of bounds by the Wildcats. So right now, the, the big stars for each team for, for Montrose with Macy Oberg's three points, Maggie Legg's four points. They've got a combined seven points for the Monument. Liv Campbell's got five. Addison Ayer's got seven. So 12 points between those two. And now they're going to call a foul on the inbound against Montrose. That'll be an offensive foul. And that's going to go on Callie Folks, who just checked in for Montrose and Coach Steve Skiff. Campbell Brammer, though, leads all scores. She's got nine points. She's had a really good game so far for the Wildcats. Pass goes out of bounds. Last touched by Montrose into the Fruit of Monument forecourt. Brammer, along with Sophie Emerson, the sophomore, who's in, along with Peyton Wilford on the floor. Liv Campbell out there as well for Fruit of Monument. And they're going to call a foul on Montrose. Check this foul on Fruit of Monument instead. Oh, pardon me, travel. Thought there was contact. It's been a very physical basketball game. So it'll be a turnover on Fruit of Monument. For Montrose, it's Kinsey Bush who just played it into Maggie Leg, along with Callie Folks. Folks, the 5'9 junior. Haven Johnson with the basketball. Three-pointer by Leg, left corner, partially blocked. Liv Campbell might have got a hand on that, but it's going to be last touch by Montrose. It'll be Fertile Monument basketball. Also out there is Kendall Johnson, the 5'6 sophomore for Montrose. Fruita Monument with a 23-16 lead on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Red Ox will try to trap on the backcourt, and it gets knocked out of bounds by Haven Johnson. Try to anticipate that pass to the wing to the far side and goes out of bounds. Be Peyton Wilford, the junior, to inbound for Jeff Johnson's Wildcats. Fruita Monument comes in, winners of four straight. Wilford gets it in. To Sophie Emerson, and they're going to throw it out of bounds. It'll be Montrose basketball. It's been a very physical game so far between these two. Ford averages 52 points per game, Montrose 47. They both pride themselves on tremendous defense. Olivia O'Hara, the junior's in for Fruit of Monument, who's had a stellar career on the lacrosse field for Fruit of Monument. Avon Johnson has it, tries to go baseline, has it knocked away by Angelina Fortunato, then she tries to outlet to O'Hara. O'Hara's already run up the floor, though, and Fortunato throws it out of bounds. She's trying to outlet it to O'Hara, but she, O'Hara Olivia was in a big hurry to get up the floor. 
Leg throws into the front court. Finds Kendall Johnson. Steve Skiff trying to navigate the waters without Macy Oberg, his big post players on the bench with four fouls. Leg goes top of the key to Kenzie Bush. And now they're going to call. Let's see, looks like they're going to call Montrose for a five-second call. So the Red Ox will turn it over. It'll be O'Hara to inbound it. Gets the pass into Haley Wagner. And then a steal by Montrose, steal by Kendall Johnson. And then Johnson gets knocked to the hardwood. You see, they're going to call a tie-up, and it'll be Fruto Monument basketball. 14,000 Montrose, one on Fruto Monument. O'Hara looking to try to get inbound that basketball to Fortinato. Fortinato getting trapped, and now they're going to... Official Jamie Dunn's going to call a foul. And that's going to be a blocking foul. And they're going to call that on, on Maggie Legg. So Legg's going to pick up the foul. That'll be Maggie Legg's second personal foul. Fortinato with the foul line. Angelina is yet to score tonight, and she misses the first one. Fortinato averages just under two points per game. She is a 60% free throw shooter. 23-16 lead for the Wildcats over the Red Hawks on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Second foul shot, rainbows it in, and Fortinato has her first points of the night. Montrose's Malaya Leba, the sophomore, is in for Montrose. Leaping grab on the far side by Kendall Johnson. Nearly losing its Kenzie Bush and is stolen away by the Wildcats. Fortinato with the basketball. Gets into the front court to Haley Wagner. Fortinato with the Wildcat logo being hounded by Kenzie Bush. Gets it to Sophie Emerson. Emerson drives right side. Three by Wagner on the way. Skips off the top of the rim. O'Hara trying to come up with a weak side rebound, but good box out by Kendall Johnson for Montrose. 24-16 lead for Fruto Monument. With 20 seconds left to go in the third. Wildcats have won the last eight between these two. Bounce pass in the low post. Leva tries to bounce pass it across the lane to get it to Rocco. Now they'll swing it back over the left wing to Johnson. Lob it inside. They try to work it inside to Brooklyn's in the right block. Ball's on the floor. Buzzer will sound. Fortinato diving on it. But the buzzer will sound. And... The Wildcats starters will come back in to start the fourth for Jeff Johnson. We head to the fourth here at Fruta Monument. Fruta Monument girls lead Montrose 24-16 on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. This is full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by going to CoverMeKen.com. We'll come back to the Fruta Monument after these messages. It's full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Back at Fruita Monument, eight-point lead for the Fruita Monument girls in the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Jim Davis with you tonight, full court coverage. And out at Central, they're at halftime. And right now, 
Central girls lead Grand Junction 43-22. Christina Manzanares has had a heck of a game so far. 25 points to lead all scorers in that one to lead Central to that halftime lead. Start play here in the fourth. Montrose with the basketball. Tegan Rocco goes top of the key. Gets it to Bush. Bush finds leg in the left wing. Legs three, hits off the back iron. And then Rocco with a really good weak side rebound. Tegan goes up strong and is able to draw the foul. And it looks like Campbell Brammer is going to be called for the foul. That'll be your second. So Tegan Rocco, 10.7 points per game. She'll make the first one. She's got six tonight. Tegan from the foul line this season. 74% as she makes both of them. Rocco with seven. 24-18 lead for Fertile Monument. It's again the Red Hawks pressure in the backcourt. Addison here gets the pass to McKenzie Mason, the Wildcats frontcourt. Fortunato directing traffic. And Bush is all over her, just hounding her near midcourt. Fortunato dribbles to the left wing, and the ball goes out of bounds off of McKenzie Mason right in front of the Wildcats bench. And Macy Oberg with the four fouls will come back in. Macy's got herself into some foul trouble tonight, and that's limited her effectiveness. She just has three points tonight. Oberg fifth in the league in scoring at 13 and a half per game. Good job by McKenzie Mason to deny the pass to the corner and knocks it out of bounds. She deflects that pass. Oberg, Bush, Leg, Rocco on the floor for Montrose along with Brooke Williams as Steve Skiff goes a little more size with Williams and Oberg. Dribble penetration, taking it inside his leg. She tries to dump it inside to Williams and draws the foul. So Maggie Leg able to draw the foul on Liv Campbell. That's Liv's first personal foul. Check that, it's her second personal foul. Three team fouls on both Montrose and Fruita Monument. Leg at the foul line, misses the first one. Maggie's first trip to the foul line tonight. Leg averaging just under 11 points per game, gets the second one. Leg on the season, a 72% free throw shooter. And so Leg with five. It's 24-19 lead for Fruita Monument, five-point advantage. Take that six-point lead, excuse me. Math is hard sometimes. Brammer has the ball knocked away by Oberg, and then Oberg reaches in to tie her up. Jared Meyer, the official, quickly comes in to break it up, and arrow points in favor of the Wildcats as Liv Campbell inbound. Williams will come out for Montrose, and Haven Johnson checks back in. A Rocco defend to the inbound of Liv Campbell. Jumping around like a doing her jumping jacks, trying to deny that pass. Addison Air gets it though on the inbound, working against Haven Johnson. Air step through move, and Johnson's going to be called for the push. Johnson didn't like the call, so Air though is going to draw that foul and step to the free throw line. Johnson's just picked up her third. Addison Air tonight, one for two from the foul line, for seven points. Sets and misses the foul shot. 
Free throw line has not been particularly kind to the Wildcats tonight. Been the line seven times and they've only made two foul shots so far. Second one is also short. The Monument Monument with the rebound is they didn't box out. And Brammer gets the bucket for Fruita Monument. So Campbell Brammer into double figures. She's got 11 to lead all scores. And Fruit up by seven once again, 26 to 19 on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. 6.29 left to go in the basketball game. Johnson has it, guarded by Fortunato. Baseline, Oberg denied the baseline by air. Good defense along with Brammer to stop the baseline penetration. Here's leg for three. Too strong off the back iron, Fortunato. The rebound at the foul line, the outlet to Liv Campbell. Campbell up ahead to Brammer. Brammer, baseball pass far side to Mason. Mason stops, points up a three, and she hits it. Mackenzie Mason, Mason with her first three of the night. She's got five points. And the, Maver- and the Wildcats lead up by 10 now, 29 to 19, their biggest lead. Steal by Campbell. Campbell into the front court. Baseball pass, Mason from the spot where she hit it before. This time, though, official Marty Rover's going to call her for a travel. Took that extra step. But McKenzie Mason with the three. Mason now with 14 threes on the season. Second behind Liv Campbell on that number four. Fruita Monument. Ten-point advantage for Fruita Monument. With 5.39 to play. And near steal by Fortunato. And actually saving it was the Wildcats. Up ahead, Campbell tries to get the layup. And has her shot partially blocked by Maggie Legg. It goes out of bounds. Last touch by Montrose. So Angelina Fortunato will play it in for Coach Jeff Johnson. Right side of the bucket on the baseline. Brammer cuts across the lane. Fortunato can't get it to her. Goes out to Addie Air. Air dribbles to the right elbow. Spin move in the lane. Working against Haven Johnson. And they're going to call a double dribble on Addison Air. Montrose will play it in as Bush will find Maggie Legg. Steve Skiff's got a couple of really talented young players in Oberg and Legg, but Oberg's foul troubles caused some problems for Montrose tonight. Swing it around to Tegan Rocco, right wing. Johnson back to Bush, make that. Now it's going to be Leg with a quick pass in the lane. She tried to get inside to Macy Oberg, who only has three points tonight, and Oberg's going to be fouled. And Lee Campbell Brammer, who commits the foul. Brammer's second, make that her third, excuse me. Campbell's third personal foul. Three fouls on Fruta, one on Montrose, and Oberg misses the first one. Montrose tonight, six trips to the foul line, and prior to that one by Oberg, who now has four points. Only made one foul shot before that. Montrose will pressure in the backcourt again, trying to trap. Fortunato trying to break that pressure, zigzagging against Kinsey Bush. Gets it into the front court for Fruto Monument. Air has it on the right wing. Back top of the key to Campbell. Liv Campbell, Fruto Monument's leading score, just five points tonight so far in this one. As Campbell hold it, now works against Tegan Rocco. Nine-point lead for Fruita Monument. 
but by as many as 10 so far, Air gets in the low post. She's going to get tied up, and the arrow will point in the direction of Montrose. Jeff Johnson pleading his case to no avail. So Peyton Wilford comes in, and Steve Skip's going to call a timeout. So Montrose will take a timeout. Jeff Johnson will talk to his girls for a monument with a nine-point lead over Montrose on the Carville's Automart scoreboard, 29-20 to 20 here at Fruitland Monument. We'll take a break and come back to Fruitland Monument. You're listening to full-court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richard State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by calling 243-1000. It's full-court coverage on 101.1 FM, 1340 AM at 102.1 FM. The team. Montrose throws it out of bounds. It'll be Fruit of Monument basketball with the Wildcat girls up by nine. 29 to 20. Jim Davis with you tonight. Mentioned Fruit of Monument's won the last eight between these two. Montrose trying to change the narrative here tonight at Fruit of Monument. Wildcats hoping to continue the winning success against the Red Hawks. Air outside the arc goes back to Liv Campbell. She'll hold the ball under her left arm, working against Bush. Bush has done a nice job against her defensively tonight. Wagner has the top of the key, gets it stolen away. It's Macy Oberg into the front court of the basketball. Haley Wagner all over her after the turnover. Oberg to leg. Leg sets, fires for three, misses it off to the left. Oberg fights with a rebound. Her and Liv Campbell battle for it, and the tie-up and the arrow points in favor of the Wildcats. A lot of held balls. It has been a physical, physical game between these two longtime Southwestern League foes. Going back to the days of Dave Fox coaching the Wildcats to state titles. John Morali coaching the then Indians to state championships. Nine-point lead for Fruta. Liv Campbell attacks the rim, will crossover move right to left and lays it in with the left hand. Liv Campbell, the great dribble penetration move. Using both hands to get to the rim, she's got seven. Wildcats with an 11-point lead, their biggest lead of the game. Ball knocked in the backcourt. Let's be over and back. So I thought Wagner touched it, but it was a case where Kinsey Bush lost the basketball, and it'll be a backcourt violation. Liv Campbell just to the left of me, inbounding against Tegan Rocco. Bounce pass, whips it into air. Addison looks and finds Fortunato to set up the offense with Bush on her, and then Leg knocks it out of bounds. Steps in front of McKenzie Mason to... Knock it away. Three minutes, one second left to go here at Fruit Monument. 11-point Wildcat lead. Official Jared Myers going to have Liv Campbell and bound it right in front of me. Rocco on the defense again. Tagging hands up, and the pass gets into the hands of Campbell Brammer. Ordinato has it out near midcourt, directing traffic. The point guard going to work in a, in a dribble against Bush. To Campbell. Campbell drives right side. Spin move. Goes up with the right hand and lays it in. A couple of great dribble penetrations. Attacking the rim by Liv Campbell. She's got nine points for the Wildcats. It's now a 13-point Fruit Monument lead as Campbell started to take over here in the fourth. And a bad pass by Maggie Legg. She sails it over the head of six-foot junior Brooke Williams. Out of bounds. And Steve Skiff not happy with that turnover by his team in the half-court offense. Fortunato brings it up the far side. Angles from right to left into the front court. Swings it over to Campbell. Campbell 
corner three for Mackenzie Mason. That's her favorite spot, but that one's an air ball. And now the weak side rebound. It'll be a tie-up, Oberg and Campbell. Bush got in there as well. It'll be Montrose basketball. Hayden Wilford comes in along with Haley Wagner for Fruita Monument. And a full timeout called by Jeff Johnson. We'll take a timeout as well. 2.22 left to go in the basketball game. Fruita Monument girls up by 13, 33 to 20. They lead Montrose in the Carville's Automart scoreboard. We'll take a break and come back to Fruita Monument. You're listening to full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by going to CoverMeKen.com. This is full court coverage on the Team Sports Network. Welcome back to Fruita Monument. Jim Davis with you tonight. Full court coverage. Tyler Franson out at Central High School. We'll go back to Tyler pretty soon. Who's halftime Central leading Grand Junction 43-22. The Warriors' Christina Manzanares with a brilliant first half. 25 points for the player who just reached 1,000 points in her career as a Central Warrior. As Central looks to stay undefeated to start out league play in the Southwestern League. Ball gets tipped out of bounds by Haley Wagner. It'll be Red Hawks to play it in. It'll be Tegan Rocco to inbound to the left of the Red Hawks bench. Sit in established possession of the front court, playing to the backcourt to leg. Bush wants to drive on Campbell, bounce pass left corner leg. Wilford playing good defense there. They had to go back to Rocco, top of the key. Then Rocco thought there was a cutter on the baseline, threw it right into the hands of Peyton Wilford. Wilford comes up with a steal. Campbell leaves it for Addison Air outside the arc. Air dribbles to the top of the key. Back to Campbell. Backs it down a right-handed dribble. Quickly snaps a bounce pass to Addison Air, guarded by Williams. Campbell cuts to the top of the key. Drives left side, flips it up with a left hand, and Liv Campbell's reached double figures. She's got 11 points to join Campbell Brammer, the leading scorer tonight in this one. It's now a 15-point Fruita Monument lead with a minute 27 to go. And Ayer comes up with the steal, but they're going to call a foul on the baseline. As Jared Meyer, Jamie Dunn are going to confer on this one. And it's going to go on Addison Ayer. That'll be your third. 14,000 for a moment, one on Montrose with a minute 22 to go. Leg plays it into Bush. Bush quickly inside. Williams goes up and has her shot blocked by Addison Ayer. Addie Ayer slapping that one away. Ayer this season with a couple of blocks. Gets one there for the Wildcats. And Bush is going to bank it in from about eight feet out. Kenzie Bush with her first two. It's a 35-22 for the Monument lead with a minute five to go. Wildcats have led by as many as 15 here in the fourth. Wagner's going to get the pass to the top of the key to air. Quickly inside to Campbell. Knocked away by Montrose. And then Campbell gets tied up. Now they're going to call a travel on Leg, who stole it away from Liv Campbell, but then Leg committed the turnover. So... Haley Wagner will come out. And Olivia O'Hara will be back in for Fruita Monument with 50 seconds left to go. Now another tie-up. And it'll be Fruita Monument to play it in. Once again with Wilford. Wilford's got to tuck in her 
jersey. Peyton got half of it tucked in. And now they're going to call a foul as Macy Oberg hit the deck hard. It'll be an offensive foul on Fertile Monument. And knocking Oberg down was Liv Campbell. That's her third personal foul. 35-22 lead for Fertile Monument. 40 seconds left to go in the basketball game. Oberg been in foul trouble the majority of the night. Gets tied up. Olivia O'Hara sticking her hands in there. Campbell Brammer as well. And the arrow points in favor of the Red Hawks. Rocco slaps the ball. Tegan looking for somebody to open up. Goes top of the key to leg. Leg dribbles to the foul line. Puts up a little teardrop short. Hits off the front of the rim. And Addison Ayer with the rebound for Fruta. And now foul is going to be called on Montrose. And it's going to go on Maggie Leg. Maggie called for the reach. It's her third personal. 27 and one-tenth of a second left in this one. And what we will do is finish this one up. Try to grab Jeff Johnson real quick after the game and send you back out for the rest of Central Grand Junction. O'Hara to inbound for Fruto Monument. Against the defensive Malaya Leba, who's in. Campbell has it knocked out of bounds. Kendall Johnson knocked it away. They're going to say that Liv Campbell just lost it. She dribbled it on the on the sideline. And so Kendall Johnson really didn't knock that ball out of bounds. It'll be Lily Nelson to inbound. Gets it inside of Kelly Folks, and Folks is going to turn it over on a travel. Kelly Folks made a spin move and took a couple of extra steps. 19 and 4 tenths of a second to go. Wilford into air. Addison Air for post player handles it well, brings it into the front court. Fruit of Monument with a 35-22 lead. And now Liv Campbell's just going to hold the basketball. She'll dribble to the top of the key, backs it out near midcourt. Clock down to two, down to one, and that's going to do it. Fruit of Monument is going to win their ninth straight against Montrose. A 35-22 victory tonight for Fruit of Monument. So leading the way for the Wildcats, game-high scores, Campbell Brammer with 11, Liv Campbell with 11, and Campbell with a three-pointer tonight. Montrose led by Tegan Rocco's seven points. Macy Oberg with four, but like I mentioned, she was in foul trouble the majority of the night, and Maggie Lake finishes with five points. So for Fruto Monument, they've now won five straight. They move to 13-2 on the season, and now 2-0 in Southwestern League play. Montrose, they will slip to 10-4 and 0-2 and and in league play. We're going to grab Jeff Johnson here. Jeff, don't run away. Jeff Johnson, going to grab a quick comment or two from Jeff. And Jeff, uh, physical game. It's always a physical game between the uh, the Red Hawks and the Wildcats. Yeah. Nothing nothing different tonight. No. Took a while for Liv Campbell to get going defensively. They did a nice job on her, but when you need to live to... to, to put a little bit of a run together in the fourth quarter. She did that with a couple of great uh, moves to the rim. Yeah, I mean, uh, when these league games come, it, it's a defensive battle, really. I, I mean, there's times where it's just ugly because both teams aren't going to give up easy looks, um, and, and they've found some easy, or I shouldn't say easy, but she finished around the rim, uh, especially there in the fourth quarter, which is huge. 
helped uh, when Macy Ober got into foul trouble. That certainly helped your cause. And Campbell Brammer, what a great game, 11 points tonight, and she was all over the glass uh, throughout this game, particularly in the first half. Yeah, she's, uh, she, she's, uh, she's a hard one to figure out sometimes because uh, she says she wants to score, and I said, hey, go get some offense rebounds, uh, and you get easy putbacks. And, go feed and, yourself, and, right? Yeah, you know, that, that's the easiest way to get two points. Um, and she does a great job on the defensive end, uh, rebounding, um, and she's just a battler. Uh, and you can say that about all our bigs under there because uh, they're not really big, but they play big, and so that, that, that's just a big heart that they, those ladies have. Jeff, congratulations on the win tonight, 35-22. Always a hard-fought victory, yes. whether it's here in Montrose against the Red Ox. Appreciate right. the time. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. All right, Jeff Johnson, coach of the Fruit of Monument girls basketball team. Wildcat girls get the win tonight, 35-22 over the Montrose Red Ox. And uh, we'll take a break. We'll go back out to Central High School where uh, Tyler Franson will have Grand Junction and Central wrap-up girls play out there tonight at Central High School. That's on the way next. Final score here. At Fruto Monument, Wildcat girls beat Montrose 35-22. You're listening to full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by calling 243-1000. It's full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Welcome back to Central High School. Tyler Branson with you. Jim Davis out of Fruita Monument High School. You just heard the end of the girls game there as the Wildcats get the win 35-22 over the Montrose Red Hawks. We've got a timeout here on the court as Grand Junction coach Sidney Brandon is going to call a 30-second timeout. So we'll keep it right here as we have a score on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard of 58-34. to Christina Manzanares, after scoring 25 in the first half, has so far scored only four in the second half. So a little bit of a cool-off in the second half for Christina Manzanares. Make no mistake, though, she has made an impact both offensively and defensively with a couple of steals here tonight, some quick transition work as well. So Manzanares leading in scoring with 29 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Been a much better second half for Bryn Wagner, who has 14 points, 12 of those coming in the second half here. Grand Junction, though, keeping it in, keeping it competitive with Harper Young finally getting into the double digits. First player for GJ to get into double figures tonight. Harper Young with the layup there. Central on the other end of the floor, and we've got a... A couple of subs. Actually, just one sub checking in for Grand Junction. Ella Alderman with four fouls is going to check in for Macy Sinicki. Central ball, Bryn Wagner. Thought about a three. We'll just instead high pass it into the lane. Sophie Lipton, the hook shot missed, but the foul called on Harper Young, and that is Harper's four. So two Tigers on the floor right now in foul trouble. Sophie listens to the free throw line. 6.06 to go here in the fourth quarter. We hope to talk to the winning coach of this game when we're done here. More than likely, Mary Doan. It's so interesting, the sort of six degrees of Kevin Bacon for local high school basketball you have here. So Mary Doan, the head coach of the Central Warriors, was the head coach when Sidney Brandon, the now head coach of the Tigers, was an assistant coach. Sidney learned under Mary Doan. 
And, of course, Sydney Brandon, longtime Colorado Mesa Mavericks player. She played under Coach Taylor Wagner, Taylor Wagner's daughter, Bryn Wagner, of the Central Warriors. It all comes full circle. Tigers, meanwhile, committing a turnover. Central's going to have the ball up before Bryn Wagner with it. Stops, stops the key action, keeps going. She's going to bounce a load of Manzanera's baseline underneath and behind the back and in. Christina Manzanera crosses the 30 threshold. 31 points for Manzanera. 60 to 36 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Here's a steal from the Warriors. Licks in the field. High outlet passes over the head of Manzanera's and out of bounds. Well, it would have been a quick steal and transition and more than likely more points for Manzanera's. Just a little too far, and so Grand Junction, 60 to 36. But but again, from where this team was last year to where they are now, you can definitely see the signs of improvement. Sydney Brandon doing a great job trying to just rebuild this program. As going up in the lane and off the glass, Nerea Stills. Three points for Stills. They're normally leading scorer at 9.8 points per game. That's her third point. 60 to 38 now, five minutes to go here in the ballgame. Central, around the perimeter, Wagner of the wing. Down low pass to Lipton off the glass, can't get that one to fall. Alderman trying to fight for the rebound. There's a call on the floor, and it's going to be Tigers' ball. And Grand Junction is going to go ahead and take a timeout, and it's a full timeout with 4.51 to go here in the fourth. So we will take it as well. Timeout on the floor. Grand Junction, Tigers, and Central Warriors in action here at Central with the Warriors on top, 60-38 to 38 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. More full-court coverage after this. You're listening to High School Basketball on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at CoverMeKen.com. It's full-court coverage on 101.1 FM, 1340 AM at 102.1 FM. The team. Welcome back to Central High School full court coverage on the Team Sports Network. Coming up a little bit later, we got the boys' games as well. We have Fruit Monument and Montrose. That's going to be a great clash of two Southwestern League teams coming up in just a few moments. We're here at Central wrapping up the girls' game with Central on top of Grand Junction, 60 to 38 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Tigers with it. Shooting and draining it is Nerea Sills with the right-hand hook. So it brings it to within 20, 60 to 40. Here comes Central, though. Manzanera is the hot hand, passing it quickly into the paint and going for a little short jumper was Emma Diaz. No good. Rebound Tigers. Coming up with it is Nerea Sills. Bills quickly passed to Alderman in the paint. She goes for a shot in the paint, missed it off the glass. Right rebound is Eller Grace Kellerby. Bryn Wagner slowing up the pace as she's just now across the timeline. That's the Manzanera's on her left, goes to the wing, driving, slows it up. Euro steps in for the basket. Christina Manzanera's 33 points. Tigers, top of the key. Almost lost it. Now it's stolen by Wagner. Dribbling and losing it was Stills. Wagner picks it up. Goes the other way. Kicks it back to Manzanares. She works it back to Lipton. Lipton almost lost it. She gets it back to Wagner behind the arc. Wagner's top of the key. Right hand. Trying to fight off her defender. 
Passes it around the perimeter. Now it's at the corner, Diaz. Diaz to Wagner at the left wing. Driving and will lose the ball and draw the foul. And that one is on Ella Alderman, and so... Or no. No, that's correction. Genovici Lane. Lane is going to get called for that foul. That's her second. By the way, since I'm pretty sure he can hear everything I'm saying sitting right next to me, I want to thank Paul Kane, District 51 Athletic Director. Extraordinaire. He's in the building tonight. The shot from three missed, no good. Tigers come down with the rebound. Driving up the court on the far side. Sills. Losing it out of the backcourt, and they're going to say it is Tiger Ball. 62-41 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard, 303. My area code. On the, <laughs> on the timers. Junctional inbound it. Harper Young with it. In the paint, goes up for the hook shot, no good. Alderman tried to fight for the board, but it's picked up by Central. Here comes Wagner. Wagner, down low, outlet pass. Goes up for a shot, no good, missed that one. And we uh, we don't have a number for number 15 of Central. Or at least I don't. Still Central ball, though. Wagner passes, tipped off of a Tiger defender as it goes out of the backcourt. So it's still Central ball. Don't think Wagner was aiming for the Tigers' defense. Quick inbound and a shot off the glass. No good. Emma Diaz in the shot. Rebound stills of the Tigers. Right to left they go. Two and a half minutes left here in the fourth. Shot from three. Off the rim. No good. Rebound goes Ella Grace Kellerby. McKenna Young, the shot from downtown for Grand Junction. And again, Wagner slowing up the pace. Now picks it up. Driving by herself off the left side of the paint. Passes it to Polos. Polos with a shot for two. Wagner almost got a quick steal in transition. Still holding on to it, being closely guarded by Wagner. Has to get across the timeline. She's not going to get it as Wagner knocks it out in front of the Central Faithful. Central student section is... Sophie Lipton will check in quick for Emma Diaz. Also checking in, Tuscany Ritter for Bryn Wagner. Wagner, 14 points tonight. 33 for Christina Manzanares. Tigers with it. Around the corner, now it's top of the key. Hanson to her left. McKinney Young driving baseline, loses it, taken up by Lipton. And then there's a fight for it between Central and Grand Junction. They're going to say travel as they're going back to Junction. Minute 37 left to go here in this basketball game between the Warriors and Tigers girls teams. We'll have the boys teams coming up a little bit later here. The shot off the glass, no good. Rebound goes to Nikki for the Tigers. They'll try it again. Behind the arc. Quick no-look pass to Jalen Hampton from Young. And then Young gets a pass. She gets a shot off, but it's missed left. Alderman trying to rebound it. Third try. Junction driving. Minute 15. This one off the glass. And that time it's no good. 
And the Warriors this time with a rebound. Minute seven left to go. 24-point lead for Central on the G.J. Chiropractic Center scoreboard. And that Aaron pass is floated and taken out by the Tigers. Taken up for a steal. Still thinking about a three. Takes a couple steps back. Working backwards. We'll get a pass to Young. Young driving. Young floating. Off the rim. And it's rebounded central. Up the floor with it is Lipton. Lipton will slow it up at the logo with 34 seconds to go. We'll hold on to the basketball. Calls for her teammate. Passes it to her. And it's off of her fingertips. I think it might have hit Mary Doan. Ouch. Mary Doan was unfazed. If that were me, I'd, I'd have some things to say. Alderman gets the pass, and it bounces off from Alderman to Stills. Stills tried to go for a pass, or for a shot in the paint. Missed it. Central with the ball. 13 seconds left. Stills is trying to foul Litzman. She's not going to get there, and now she will. So... 7.6 seconds, still the foul. And that's her fourth. And so at the... I'm not going to go to the free throw line. There's only seven seconds left. There's going to be a inbound pass. With everyone in the backcourt. Down low to Lipton. Lipton floats the pass. She's going to get fouled before she passes it. And if that is who I think it is, and that is Alderman. So Alderman has fouled out of this game, and Central will inbound it with 3.2 seconds to go. And again, we'll uh, try to grab Mary Doan after this game, as her her Warriors rather will hold on and get the win. 64 to 20. Excuse me, 64 to 40. Don't want to undersell GJ here. But Central with the basketball victory tonight. Christina Manzanares with 33 points. And an impressive victory tonight for the Central Warriors. Want to give full credit, though, where it's due as Grand Junction came out here to fight. Started out the game early with the lead and played good defense, but all in all, it was the Warriors and Manzanares coming away with it. We'll hand the headset here now to Coach Mary Doan of the Central Warriors. And we'll talk now with Mary Doan. As Coach, I want to ask you first and foremost, what did Christina Manzanares eat for breakfast as she got 33 points tonight? She was absolutely incredible, especially that first half with uh, 25. Talk to me about Christina Manzanares' performance. Well, to answer your question, I can read she can take a snack to my office, and then I know she has to go over tomorrow. There you go. So you had Manzanares with 33 and then kind of cooled off in the second half, and then Bryn Wagner picked up some uh, points later in the second half. So it was nice to see both usual suspects getting uh, some quality points for you tonight. Right, and you know, a little bit of that was Bryn spent a long time on the bench during the second quarter in South 
Um, everybody had shot attempts. Everybody had good looks, and, and that's really what Christina and Brynn do well. They find the teammates. So how do you feel like your defense played out there tonight? And I, 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 know, I know the score kind of tells you one story, but from your perspective, how do you think defensively you played tonight? I already did a lot of watching tonight, not a lot of boxing out. So a win tonight, your team improves uh, in league play. I believe you're 3-0 and right now. Yes, 3-0 and in league play. To start Southwestern League 3 and 0, that that's pretty significant for your basketball team. You know what makes Southwestern League so hard is the fact that there's not very many teams, and so you have to play. Uh, it's almost like college football, where every there is no game off, and you got to play every game and, and go towards that undefeated. So um, I mean that's what makes it hard. And so yeah, we're on. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time. Congrats on the win tonight. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. That is Coach Mary Doan of the Central Warriors. Her team, final score, 64-40, to 40, and 33 of those points coming the way of Christina Manzanares. We're going to send you back out to Fruta Monument High School. The boys' game getting underway here between Fruta and Montrose. Jim Davis on the call after this. You're listening to High School Basketball on the Team Sports Network. Presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at CoverMeGen.com. This is Full Court Coverage on the Team Sports Network. Welcome into Boys High School Basketball. Full Court Coverage is the Fruit of Monument Boys with their best start in the Max Preps era. Off to a 16-0 start. The number one team in the 6A RPI. 16-0 Fruit of Monument taking on 11-2 Montrose. So for Ryan Bowringer and the Red Hawks, Cooper Ross, Jackson Kattner, Gage Wareham, Brecken Hutto, and Caleb Ferguson, the league's top rebounder and top scorer. That's the starting five. Daniel Thomason gets the bucket for the Wildcats as Thomason's on the scoreboard. Of course, an all-league player in Daniel Thomason, who's second in scoring and fourth in rebounding this season. Daniel Thomason, Jet Wells, Max Orchard, Austin Reed, Wilson Sigmund for the Wildcats. We're in the home whites with the blue striping. Wildcats in blue. The blue numerals, Montrose with the red tops, red shorts, the red striping with the black numerals, and the travel is going to be called on Brackenhutto, the 6'3 junior. 2-0 lead for Fruta Monument. Wildcats have won the last two between these two teams. Red Ox coach Ryan Boeringer says, I think I'm one for ten here at Fruta Monument. Hoping to change that narrative and try to hand Fruta Monument their first loss of the season. Montrose mentioned... Wildcats are number one in the 6A RPI. Montrose is 10th in the 5A RPI. Three-pointer, left corner, put up and missed by Wilson Sigmund. Rebound controlled by Caleb Ferguson for Montrose. Ferguson coming off a 30-point game against Eagle Valley. Steal by the Wildcats. And the layup finished by Fruita Monument's Max Orchard. So Orchard with the bucket for Fruita Monument. A steal at midcourt, and he finishes. Fruita Monument with a 4-0 lead on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Ball works over to the right corner into the hands of Jackson Katner, part of that really good football team making the run of the semifinals for Montrose this season, Coach Brett Mertens. And it's going to be a foul called on the Wildcats' Max Orchard. That'll be his first. Gage Wareham, a quarterback that team to the semifinals, will inbound it from the far side. Cooper Ross with the basketball at eight points in that one against Eagle Valley, 50-35 on Saturday. For the moment with a 4-0 lead. 
They beat Battle Mountain, hammered the Huskies 17 to 28. Driving inside, finger roll, layup, Brecken Hutto with the bucket for Montrose. And back the other way, it's gonna be an offensive foul call against Fertile Monument. And they'll call that on the Wildcats, Sig Wilson Sigmund. That'll be his first personal foul, gets called for the charge. It'll be Orchard picking up Ross in the backcourt. Now a steal, nearly stolen away. Max Orchard will finish the steal. Then he gets his shot blocked by Brecken Hutto, but Hutto got him on the arm. And official Nolan Scott will come over and tell us that the foul will go on Brecken Hutto. So Max Orchard so far has been really active on the defensive end. So our officials tonight, Pancho Flores, who of course works the Junior College World Series. Orchard with his third point of the night. Max averaging 12.4 points per game. He's got four points. Orchard on the season, a 61% free throw shooter. 6-2 lead for Ferdinand on the Cargill's Automart scoreboard. 5.05 left to go in the first. Wareham has it, top of the key. Swings it to the right corner to Cooper Ross. Ross dribbles out to the right wing, tries to lob it inside, looking for Ferguson, and he overshot him on the lob, and Daniel Thomason's there. DT comes up with a steal. Jet Wells slips a bounce pass inside. Left-handed hook by Thomason, can't get it to go. Ferguson pulls down the rebound for Montrose. A couple of talented all-conference big men, and Ferguson and Daniel Thomason going at it tonight. 6-2 lead for the Wildcats. Katner. Their best three-point shooter tries to drive inside, kicks it back out. DeRoss, three-pointer from the right corner, put up and missed as Gage Wareham couldn't get it to go. Ball knocked away from Austin Reed. Gets it back, though. Three, had it poked out of his hands by Ross. Orchard tries to drive. Ferguson rotates out on him defensively. And right now, man-to-man -man defense and a reverse layup put up and missed by... Orchard gets his own miss and can't get it to go. Ferguson with the rebound. And the outlet up the right side to Brecken Hutto, the 6'3 junior. And then Hutto is going to drive the lane, goes up strong, draws the foul. And it's going to go on Austin Reed. For a moment last year, with Jakey Guerra as the head coach, taking this team to the Southwestern League title, then... Jake Higuera decided to resign, and that's when Michael Wells, who had guided the Fruit of Monument girls to Elite Eight runs, Sweet 16 runs as the girls coach, who had stepped aside for a couple of years, took over the boys' program. Otto, second one, misses that one. Made the first one, missed the second one. Otto's got three, 6-3 lead for Fruit of Monument. Of course, Ryan Voringer has taken the Red Hawks all the way to a state championship game appearance a few years ago. Right corner at the basketball. Orchard, skip pass, left side. Baseline drive. Shots banked in, but the foul is on the floor. Attacking the rim was Lucas Weaver, who we'll see on the baseball field here in 
about a month and a half. And they're going to call the foul on Jackson Katner. And then Daniel Thomason gets the inbound pass from Weaver, and Thomason lays it in for his fourth point. 8-3 lead for Fruto Monument. Wildcats lead the series 27-11 in the Max Preps era. Ferguson has the top of the key. Daniel Thomason right in his face defensively. Ferguson from about 15. The big man, Caleb Ferguson, with a soft touch. Hits the jump shot. 8-5 lead for Fruto Monument on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Wildcats quickly back on the attack. Orchard going to hand it off to Reed. Ferguson picks him up top of the key. Weaver, his pass is deflected into the hands of Caleb Ferguson. Quick hands by the Montrose defense. Pass up ahead. Baseline drive by Jackson Killen. And the three-pointer up and good for Ferguson from the left corner. Caleb Ferguson with five points, and he hits a three. Big man showing some range as Caleb Ferguson hits the three-pointer. Just his second three of the season. 8-8 basketball game. And then the steal as Ferguson gets on the floor and comes up with that steal for the Red Ox. Push into the front court, Jackson Killen. There's the speed burner on the offensive side for Montrose football coach Brett Mertens. A steal by Thomason. Thomason thought about dunking it, and he tried to go with a finger roll, and DT misses after the steal. Couldn't decide whether to dunk or to go with just the finger roll after the finger roll and missed it. Three-pointer put up and missed by Ferguson after he hit that one moments ago. Thomason with the rebound. Pass up ahead to Reed, who's going to lay it in with the right hand. Orchard with a nice pass across the lane to Austin Reed. And Ryan Vohringer wants to talk to his Red Ox. Fruital Monument. They lead Montrose 10-8 on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. A minute 39 left to go in the first. We'll take a break and come back to Fruit Monument. You're listening to full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by calling 243-1000. It's full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Welcome back to Fruit Monument. Wildcat boys lead the Red Hawks of Montrose 10-8 on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. A minute 26 left to go in the first. Bounce pass inside from Gage Wareham. Turnaround shot. Put up and missed by Ferguson. Offensive rebound by Jackson Killen, though, as he muscles inside. The 5'10 senior gets his first bucket of the game, and we're tied up 10-10, second tie of the game. Minute five left to go in the first. Orchard, spin move in the lane, got his feet tangled up, nearly threw it away. Fortunately saved by Wilson Sigmund, the six-foot sophomore. Jet Wells with it. Swings it over to Orchard on the right wing. Bounce pass. Sigmund on the Wildcat logo. Now the game for Fruit of Monument is Aiden Tuning, the 6'3 junior. Wells, top of the key. Jet Wells, 21 points in that game against Battle Mountain on Saturday. Three by Orchard, top of the key. Misses it off to the right, goes out of bounds. It'll be Red Hawks basketball. Of course, big story today. Rockies great Todd Helton will go into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame along with Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer, but congratulations to Rockies great Todd Helton. Right now the Nuggets lead the Pacers 111-107. Nikola Jokic triple-double, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists as Jokic leading the Nuggets are on the road right now in Indiana. 10-10 basketball game with Fruit of Monument and Montrose. 16 seconds left to go in the first. Skip pass. 
from Hutto to the far side. And the layup too strong. Put up a miss by Brody by Bro Brody Cooling. Loose ball, and it's going to be picked up by Tuning. One second left. Pass to Daniel Thomason. Not in time as Wilson Sigmund tried to get it to him across the lane, but the buzzer sounds. And we'll go to the second. Tied up 10-all here at Fruit Alignment between the Wildcat and Red Hawk boys in a key Southwestern League matchup on a Tuesday night in Fruta. We'll take a break and we'll go out to Central High School where Tyler Franson standing by for the start of Central and Grand Junction. The Warriors and the Tigers boys coming up next. You're listening to full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by going to CoverMeKen.com. 1340 KTMM Grand Junction, 101.1 FM K266CE Grand Junction, 102.1 FM K271AE Grand Junction Delta. This is the Team Sports Network. Welcome back to Central High School, the boys game of Central and Grand Junction getting underway. Here are the first couple minutes. We don't have a score yet. Central does have the basketball on the left side of the broadcaster's booth. Here sitting courtside. And driving with it is Mari Thomas, and he's going to get fouled. And so he will go to the free throw line. Let's get your starters here real quick for both these teams as the foul going against Grand Junction's Cohen Wright. So... Starting with the Tigers, Declan Lake, a six-foot senior wearing number zero. Junior, 5'10", Cohen Wright wearing number 12. Brett Whitek, senior, 6'5", wearing number 22. Junior, 6'23", Edison Dean, 6'0", wearing number 23, Edison Dean. And Brady Page, a senior, 6'4", number 24. Interesting note, Will Applegate not starting this game. We'll see if he comes off the bench tonight or not for Dutch Johnson and his Tigers team. Getting the first two points on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard is Amari Thomas wearing number zero for Central. It's 2-0 Warriors with six and a half minutes to go here in the first quarter. Thomas is senior point guard at 5-9 as Central's going to get the ball right back off of a Tiger turnover. Ryland Nostrand, the senior center at 6-2 wearing number four for the Warriors. Cam Redding six-foot senior point guard wearing number 10. Jackson Amos, a senior shooting guard and point guard wearing number 11. And rounding out the starting five, Kane Thornton, a senior at six-foot three wearing number 35. Cam Redding, his first bucket that is not a free throw on the board, and it's 4 nothing Warriors opening up the basketball game. Tigers with it, going for a shot off the block, and then a second try off the glass. No good. Brady Page, and it's Rebound Warriors, Amari Thomas. We're going to have a sub here the next stop as Grand Junction comes away with the steal. It is Edison Dean. Dean tried to take it himself, almost lost it in the paint. Quickly gets it to his teammate, Brett Wojtek, and Wojtek with the first two points for the Tigers. Still trailing by two on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Four to two, our score early in this first quarter. Five and a half minutes to go in the first, and Central's going to get tagged for a travel. Cam Redding. Now we see Will Applegate come out of the floor, their leading scorer coming into the game with an average of 11.8 points per game for the big man and the, of course, Tigers football quarterback. Junior at 6'4", is Will Applegate coming off the bench. 
Tigers ball, top of the key. Around on the perimeter is Dean. Dean will lose the pass that was stolen away by Redding. Here come the Warriors on their end of the floor. Off the glass, no good. Applegate gets the rebound. Tigers up the floor. Dean. To his left to right. Cohen right. The name right, not the direction. It's Cohen driving off the glass. High, no good. Applegate for the offensive board. Tries to go for it off the glass. That one a bit. And it's taken out by the Warriors. Thomas the rebound. Here comes Redding in front of the central pep band. Gets it at the wing. Redding goes for a long three. In and out, no good. Applegate the rebound. Will Applegate, also the leading rebounder, averaging 8.8 points per game, or rebounds per game, excuse me. 4.18 to go here in the first quarter. Applegate gets the pass from Cohen Wright. He's standing at just about the extended free throw line. Spins around, drives in the paint. Lost the ball, has to hold on to it. Will dribble or bounce pass it to Brady Page. Now at the corner is right. He drives baseline, goes off the glass. Missed it, no good. Rebound, Ryland Nostrand. Central up the floor with it is Amos. Long outlet pass to Carson Kidd, who checks in for the first time today. And we're going to have a whistle against the Tigers. Nope. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, we've got a packed house tonight, so the Tiger Faithful, Tiger Pride is next to the pet band, and then the pet band, and then you have the parents, and then you have the student section for Central across my way. That's not even including all the fans sitting behind me. Packed house at Central tonight. So the foul went against Grand Junction, and taking advantage of Jackson Amos with a hook shot. His first two points of the night, and it's 6-2 Central with the lead on the DJ Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Here's a three from Junction trying to answer. That one is airballed, and it's going to go out of the bounds, and Central's going to have the ball right back. Crowd letting him know it was an air ball. 3.22 to go here in the first quarter. There's that Cam Redding up the floor across the timeline. Pass the kid. Ramos, excuse me. Now it's Kid. Kid driving the paint. Fade away. That one is good. Carson Kid, the senior power forward and center. Getting his first two points, and it's 8-2. It's been balanced scoring. And here comes the Warriors with a steal. And the foul is going to get called against the Tigers. Foul is on Tyson the Fobber. Subs here for Central. Under three minutes to go here in the first quarter. And at our next stop, we'll send you back out to Fruit Monument, where the Warriors, I keep saying the word, where the Wildcats and the Red Hawks are in action tonight. Asher Carter with it for Central. He loses the basketball. Tigers pick it up, and then he picks it right back up. So it's still Warriors' ball. They'll reset. Carter Rodriguez with the ball, and then Rodriguez is going to dribble it out of bounds in front of Tiger Faithful. And Dutch Johnson of the Tigers wants to make a sub. Declan Lake will check out. Maddox Dubinsky will check in. Junction will up 
come up the floor. It's Dean. Dean bounces it to Applegate. And Applegate with a quick pass to Wojtek. Wojtek for two. And cuts the lead to half. It's still 8-4. John Sedanich will bring back Ryland Nostrand onto the court of the next shot. Next opportunity. Carson Kidd with it for Central. Top of the key. Almost had it stolen away. Passes right to Rodriguez. Carter. Gets it to Nose to Asher Carter. Asher Carter and Carter Rodriguez, both on the floor for Central. Now it's Avery Sedanich, son of John Sedanich. Now it's Asher Carter with it, top of the key, will reset the offense. It's a screen from his teammate Kane Thornton. We'll work it back to Carter Rodriguez. It's been a long possession for Central, a minute 36 to go here in the first quarter. And driving in the lane and missing it was Carter. Thornton tried to get the board, no good. Back to Kidd. Came Thornton with it in the paint. Quick pass out for a three. Short. Sedanis to miss. Rebound the Tigers. Minute 15 to go first quarter, and we're going to have a whistle. Avery Sedanis to foul there, and a couple of subs will come in for both teams. Andrew Henderson for Grand Junction will check in. Six foot five. Andrew Henderson. Also had Ryland Nostrand taking in as well. So Tigers with the basketball. Wojtek, the shot off the glass. It's not going to fall. And actually, check that. That was Henderson. Central Faldo on Ryland Nostrand. So we're at the free throw line is Brett Wojtek. So we'll see how these free throws go. And then we'll go back to Fruita Monument High School. Check in on the Warriors and Montrose. I mean the Wa... Oh, my God. Third time I've done that today. First free throw from Wojtek is good. Wojtek's your leading scorer with four points. Wojtek's second free throw is good. So that will bring us to 106 to go in the first quarter. 8-6, the Warriors lead on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. We'll send you back out to Fruita Monument High School, where the Wildcats and Montrose are in action right now. This is high school basketball, full court coverage on the Team Sports Network, presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at CoverMeCan.com. Discover new opportunities together in a new Chevy. Meet up in an Equinox, winner of the J.D. Power Award for initial quality among compact SUVs. Lend a hand in the strong and capable Silverado. Or mix it up in a high-tech track with an available 11-inch diagonal touchscreen. Find family, friends, and fun in the Chevy that's right for you. See Ed Mozart's Chevrolet. The J.D. Power 2023 U.S. Initial Quality Study Award information at the jdpower.com slash awards. Full court coverage on 101.1 FM, 1340 AM at 102.1 FM. The team. Welcome back to Fruit of Monument. Jim Davis with you tonight on the Team Sports Network. Austin Reed picking up his second foul as Caleb Ferguson can't complete the three-point play. And Ferguson's layup snapping an 8-0 run by the Wildcats. Fruit of Monument boys lead Montrose 18-12 in the Carville's Automar scoreboard. With 2.07 left to go in the first half, Daniel Thomason with 10 points, Caleb Ferguson with 7, 
or the Red Ox, the top two scorers in the league. We're going at it tonight, and so far, Thomason, the battle of the juniors, three points better than Ferguson right now. Bruno Monument throws the ball out of bounds over the far side. So for Montrose, Gage Wareham, Caleb Ferguson, Jackson Killen, where Jet Wells took a charge on Killen when he was going to play up, and Jet Wells able to drop that offensive foul on Jackson Killen. Also, Brody Cooling on the floor right now for Montrose, along with C.J. Rocco, the 6'3 sophomore. Lucas Weaver, Max Orchard for Fruit Monument, along with Jet Wells. Driving inside, Killen can't get the layup to go, but he's fouled, and he'll go to the free throw line. Daniel Thomason on the floor, and also for Fruit Monument to Isaac Belknap. Saw Mason Lopez come off the bench a little while ago in that backcourt for Michael Wells. Check that fouls on the floor. It'll be Wareham to inbound. Goes out to Cooper Ross. Right corner, Rocco. Swing it over to the left side to Killen. Wareham will set it up. Outside the arc on the right wing. Find C.J. Rocco. Skip pass. Rocco, right corner. Three on the way, and he buries it. C.J. Rocco. With his first points of the night for Montrose. Lucas Weaver back the other way. Gets inside, and Weaver gets his first two points as he gets to the rim with a layup. Five-point lead for Fruita Monument. With under a minute left to go in the first half. 20-15 lead for the Wildcats and the Cardinals Automart scoreboard. Red Ox with the basketball. Wareham. Baseline pass goes inside to Rocco gets the layup. C.J. Rocco giving Ryan Bollringer some good scoring off the bench with five points. Pass in the forecourt to Wells. Weaver. Bounce pass inside to Thomason who gets fouled on the right block by Caleb Ferguson. Ferguson's first personal foul. Five team fouls on the Red Ox. Two on the Wildcats. As Wilson Sigmund will check in in just a moment. So Daniel Thomason, 10 points. As DT will step to the foul line. And first one's up and good. He's got 11 points to lead all scores. So Sigmund comes in. Thomason will set for his second one. 73% foul shooter, makes both free throws. He cuts the cords, and Daniel Thomason with 12 points. Third up 22-17, to 17. pressure in the backcourt. Wildcats trying to trap. Killman tries to get a pass out. It was stolen away by Lucas Weaver. Weaver drives, misses the finger roll. Wells had the rebound, couldn't hold on to it. And now it's Montrose with Rocco to bring into the front court. Ross has it outside the arc on the community hospital logo. Drives baseline, then tries to fire the pass to Killen in the corner. And they're going to call an offensive foul on Cooper Ross as Daniel Thomason draws the charge in the baseline. Cooper Ross a little out of control, trying to drive baseline and kick it in the corner to Killen, but sailed it over his head. And in the process also gets called for a second personal foul. And so we have a timeout. We have a 30-second timeout. And we'll just keep it right here. With 15 and one-tenth of a second to go in the first half, Fruto Monument up 22-17. to 17. 
We were tied up at 10 apiece, and then Fruta went on an 8-0 run. And part of that 8-0 run was highlighted by, by Jet Wells taking a charge on Jackson Killen. When Killen got in the open court or open floor, and nice job by Jet Wells to get the good defensive position to draw the offensive charge. So for Ryan Bowringer's team, Brody Cooling out there, Jackson Killen, C.J. Rocco, Gage Wareham, and Caleb Ferguson. 15 to one, tenth of a second to go. Wildcats with the basketball. Jet Wells will jog it up the floor. This Jets had a great season so far. Leading score, the second leading score should save the Wildcats at 15.6 points per game. And Jet Wells on two delivers a three for the Wildcats. A buzzer beater for Jet Wells as he hits the three to end the first half. His first points of the game, right wing three for Jet Wells, and he drills it for the Wildcats to send them to the locker room up 25 to 17. For Jet Wells, it's his 26-3 of the season. He leads the Wildcats in made threes this season, and Wells delivers on cue for the Fruit of Monument boys. So we'll go to the locker room at halftime. Fruit of Monument trying to extend their 16-0 start with a 25-17 lead over Montrose. So very quickly, Daniel Thomason lead all, leads all scores with 12 points. Montrose is led by Caleb Ferguson with 7 points in the first half. 25-17, Fruit of Monument boys lead Montrose. We'll take a break, and we'll go back out to Central High School. Tyler Franson has more of Central and Grand Junction boys. It's full court coverage on the team, presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by calling 243-1000. shape your tires in? Will they get you and your loved ones safely over those mountain passes this season? Better head to Firestone Complete Auto Care and pick out your new snow tires from the best brands in the business. No need to shop around either since Firestone will price match any tire and they can handle all of your vehicle repairs and schedule maintenances too. Firestone Complete Auto Care serving Grand Junction and the Western Slope. Open seven days a week at 607 24 Road just west of the Mesa Mall. This is full court coverage on the Team Sports Network. Welcome back to Central High School. Tyler Franson with you. Five minutes to go here in the first half between the Warriors and the Tigers. After a free throw from Brett Wojtek to give him his 11th point of the contest, the Warriors still with a one-point lead, 15-14 to 14 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Junction on a having a better second quarter than they did the first quarter, points-wise. 15-14, though. Warriors still with the lead. Thomas with it. Losing the ball, and it's taken out by Grand Junction. Up the floor with it is Edison Dean, and foul is going to be called on Amari Thomas. It is a packed house tonight, if you couldn't tell. Full house here at Central between these two Valley rivals. Roy Tech, the leading scorer with 11, inbounding the pass, looking for an open teammate. It's Edison Dean. 4.36 to go, first half. Tigers playing around the perimeter. Now they'll go Andrew Henderson. Now back outside Dean. Dean driving baseline. Will shoot and miss that one. And it's taken out by the Warriors. 
No strand. Recovers that airmail. Gets to Cam Redding. Redding over to Carter. Rodriguez. Now back to Avery Sedanich. We'll drive in the lane and we'll try to float it underhanded and we'll result in a Tiger foul. Their second of this quarter and the first personal of Edison Deep. Avery Sedanich at the free throw line. Sedanich has not yet put up a board or a point rather on the scoreboard. Will Applegate will sub in for Grand Junction and subbing in for Central. Kane Thornton. Ryland Nostrand taking a break. Second free throw is good. One for two for Avery Sedanich, and he has his first point on the board. Four minutes to go here in the first half, 16-14. Warriors lead it on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Here's Declan Lake with it for Grand Junction, driving in the lane and gets it off the glass and in. Declan Lake's first two points on the board, and it's tied at 16 now with 3.44 to go in the first half. Central. Fade away is short. Cam Redding, the miss, and Applegate will get the board. Up the floor with his Dean. Dean driving the paint gets to Henderson. They can't get that one to fall. And it's rebounded Warriors. Redding with it, cross the timeline, pass over to Sedanich. Sedanich on the wing, hands it to Carter or to Jackson Amos. He's at the top of the key, will drive, stops, spins, hook shot, floats it in. Central now with six, and the Warriors are back in the lead by two, 18-16 on the GJ Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Stealing it away is Cam Redding out of the hands of Andrew Henderson. So the Warriors with the ball right back and a two-point lead, looking to add to it. Hands it off to Carson Kidd. Kidd, quick pass to Amos on the wing. Amos thinking about a three. Now he's going to roll to his right and get to Redding at the logo. Redding holds on to it and will dribble with his left hand. Top of the key. will drive. Try to go for the fadeaway and it's rejected by Brett Wojtek. Dutch Johnson is not happy about something. Couple of subs for Grand Junction. Tyson Lefebvre and didn't see who else came in. Might have been Brady Page. Or Page actually might have gone out. Nope, Page is in. Dutch Johnson was not happy about something. However, Brett Wojtek, a nice rejection for the Tigers defensively. Tigers with the ball looking to tie it back up. Off the glass and in is Will Applegate. And we are tied at 18 again. Will Applegate. That's his first two points of the night. Will Applegate, your Tigers leading scorer coming into the ball game tonight. Coming off the bench tonight, he has two points to tie it back with two minutes to go. Here's a shot from three. Off the rim, no good. Central missed that one. Jackson Amos. going to be on the offense is Kane Thornton. So John Sedanich wants to take a minute to talk to his team. With a minute 56 to go, tied at 18. And it's going to be a 30-second timeout from John Sedanich, so we'll keep it right here. 
want to mention this again because as a long-time, long-suffering Colorado Rockies fan, it's always nice when there's good news associated with the team. First baseman extraordinaire Todd Helton, the second member of the Colorado Rockies to be going to Cooperstown as a member of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Congratulations, Todd Helton, for making it to the Hall. And we're going to talk more about Todd Helton's induction into the Hall of Fame tomorrow on the Jim Davis Show with Jim Davis and myself. 7 to 10 weekdays on the Team Sports Network. Out of the timeout, Grand Junction basketball tied at 18, looking for their first lead in some time. Here in this first half with a minute 44 to go. On the wing is Declan Lake. He passes to Applegate behind the key. Gets it out for a three is Edison Keen, and the Tigers have the lead. 21-18, the three from Edison Dean and his first point of the night. 90 seconds to go, first half, Central. Looking to respond. Driving is no strand. Kicks it out for a three of their own. That one's short. And Jackson Amos to miss. And it's going to be Tiger basketball. Minute 16 to go. Up the floor is Grand Junction. Edison Dean, who made that three earlier, will have the ball at the top of the key. Passes to his left. We'll get it right back to him in favor. Now to Reed. Now it's a steal by Central, but right as they were stealing, Central, I believe, stepped out. It was Jackson Amos right in front of his bench. Officials having a quick discussion. By the way, it's officials versus cancer night tonight here at Central High School. The officials with pink whistles and collecting money for cancer research tonight. Under a minute to go. First half, 21-18 on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Three missed off the back iron from Grand Junction. Tyson the favor, rebound central. Coming up the floor is Carter. Asher Carter with a shot from the lane, and it's good. Asher Carter, his fifth point of the night, gets it to a one-point game. Junction still leads it by one. 37 seconds to go, breaking through the full-court press defense. Lane going for three. A three-pointer. And it's the Tigers' largest lead. Four points, 24-20 on the G.J. Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Asher Carter with it for the Central Warriors. Hands it off to Nostrand. Nostrand right, drives around him. And it's Amos. Amos is the key. They kick it out of the corner. Asher Carter baseline. Four seconds left. Three seconds driving is the Danish. Loses the ball. The clock goes to zero. And the Grand Junction Tigers with a four-point lead, 24-20, will take that lead to the halftime. And I lost my train of thought. 24-20, that happens sometimes. 24-20, Grand Junction with the lead on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard here at Central High School. So what we'll do here is we will send you back to the team sports desk. Nate Andrews is going to give you a quick out-of-town scoreboard update. We'll check in with Jim Davis after that at Fruit Monument High School between the Wildcats and the Red Hawks. I got it right that time. As we are at halftime here at Central, the Tigers lead it 24-20. 
on the DJ Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Back to the team sports desk. This is high school basketball full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards, State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at CoverMeKen.com. Ready or not, it's coming. It's time to get to Pioneer Propane and make sure you're supplied before winter hits. Pioneer Propane offers the area's best prices with no hazmat or fuel recovery charges, free swap out, and a 10 cent discount if you pay within 10 days. They can also fill RV tanks and bottles to get you ready for those cold weather hunting and camping trips. And Pioneer Propane is locally owned. When you call, you'll talk to a real person. Serving homes and businesses in Delta, Montrose, Uray, and Mesa counties. Pioneer Propane in Delta, 970-874-9100. If you're not familiar with the health benefits of chiropractic care, Grand Junction Chiropractic invites you to discover how good you can feel. For over 40 years, Grand Junction Chiropractic's been helping people of all ages enjoy better health by keeping all the body systems working properly. They offer same-day appointments so you don't have to wait around in pain. And there's no commitment to a lengthy treatment plan. Just the safe, secure, and effective care you need. Grand Junction Chiropractic, 12th and Orchard. Call 970-241-1199. Welcome back to Fruit Monument. Wildcat boys with a 10-point lead, 27-17 after Daniel Thomas and scored on the fast break. Got the layup for his 14th point. Montrose with the miss, and the Wildcats will push into their offensive end. Austin Reed, quick pass inside. Chet Wells into the rim. He's going to kick it out to Wilson Sigmund. Sigmund three, glances off the rim, and it goes to be saved by Chet Wells. Jet looked like he was Jet propelled. Inside the pass from Wilson Sigmund to Daniel Thomason to the layup. What a play by Jet Wells. It looked like he was rocket propelled. Hustled over to the front of his bench. Saved it. Sigmund quick pass inside to Thomason for his 16th point. Great hustle by the Wildcats. They're up 29 to 17. Three by Wareham, top of the key. It's off the back iron. Wilson Sigmund with the push into the front court for Fertile Monument. Red Hawks get back on defense. The starters in just a moment. Austin Reed, Max Orchard for Fruta, Jet Wells, Wilson Sigmund, and Daniel Thomason for the Wildcats. Give you five for Ryan Voringer in just a moment. Pass picked off inside the low post by Brecken Hutto. Hutto into the front court, and his pass is going to be stolen away by Wilson Sigmund. Up ahead to Thomason. Thomason is going to dunk it down after an alley oop from Jet Wells. Thomason found Wells running the right wing. Jet lobs it up in the air. Thomason throws it down a big time dunk. Thomason has scored three buckets here to start out the second half. He's got a game-high 18. But Jet Wells with a great save to lead to a pass by Sigmund to the layup for Daniel Thomason. That time running the floor, the alley-oop, and DT throwing it down with authority for the Wildcats. As Furtis jumped out to a 31-17 lead with 45, excuse me, here in the third quarter and the timeout called by Ryan Bowringer. A couple of sensational plays by Jet Wells and those two possessions I referenced and then Daniel Thomason getting it done that time. The big man running the floor and getting the big dunk after a perfectly timed alley-oop pass from Jet Wells. As Tyler mentioned, jubilation in Rockies country. We haven't had much lately with the announcement that Todd Helton selected for the Baseball Hall of Fame. He'll go in July 21st in Cooperstown, New York with Adrian Beltre and Joe Maurer. Nicole Jokic leading the Nuggets 
to the win on the road tonight. Jokic with a triple-double and a 114-109 win at Indiana. 31-17 here for the Monument Boys. Lead Montrose on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. 4.53 left to go in the third. Junction leads Central 24-20 there at halftime of their game out of Central High School. We'll go back out there in a little bit to Tyler Franzen. Ball's going to be stolen away by Max Orchard and then pass behind Daniel Thomason as Gage Wareham comes up with a steal for the Red Ox. Driving inside is Brecken Hutto and he's going to be fouled on the arm. Ryan Bowringer hoping that Hutto can start to be more of a consistent offensive threat for this basketball team. He averages 7.2 points per game. Caleb Ferguson carries a lot of the offensive load at 19.5 per game, but both these teams, for both Michael Wells and Ryan Bowringer, they really pride themselves on their defense. As Hutto was fouled by Max Orchard, that's his second personal foul. Hutto nails the first foul shot. Hutto will step to the second one. He misses that one. Four points for Brecken Hutto. Rebound by Wells. Pass to Sigmund on the front court. Thomason's thought about shooting the three momentarily. Goes back out to Jet Wells. 4.22 left to go in the third quarter. For a moment up 31-18. A steal by Ferguson. Reed hounding him down the floor. Ferguson makes that speed. Not Ferguson, but Cooper Ross with the steal. And banks it in. So Ross with his first points. Wells pass the lane. Thomason with a left hand up and in. Right in front of the cup, Daniel Thomason. He's got 20 points for the Wildcats tonight to lead all scores. He has scored 20 of the Wildcats, 33 tonight. Fruit up by 13, 33 to 20. Hutto bounce pass top of the key to Ferguson. Ferguson's got seven so far. In the lane has his shot partially blocked by Aiden Tuning, the 6'3 junior who just checked in. And Tuning, giving the Wildcats some good minutes in the first half, came off the bench to hit a couple of foul shots. So Tuning gets called for his first. And it's Caleb Ferguson at the foul line. Southwestern League's leading score and rebounder, 19 and a half points per game, nails the first one. Ferguson coming off a 30-point game against Eagle Valley on Saturday. Ferguson's a 68% free throw shooter. Two fouls on the Wildcats, none on the Red Hawks so far. Missed the second one. Orchard skies for the rebound. The outlet to Jet Wells. Orchard, Wells, Daniel Thomason, Lucas Weaver, Wilson Sigmund for Fruit of Monument. Age Wareham, Jackson Killen, and in the lane, the little teardrop put up with a right hand by Jet Wells. Wells with his fifth point of the night. 35-21 lead for Fruit of Monument. Wildcats lead it by 14 on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Cooper Ross, Brecken Hutto, Jackson Killen, Gage Wareham, and Caleb Ferguson. Shot blocked by Wells. He blocks Killen's shot. Weaver comes up with a long pass up ahead. Wilson Sigmund with a right-handed layup for his first two. With under three minutes to go, the Wildcats with a 37-21 lead over Montrose and Ryan Bowringer calling the timeout to talk to his Montrose Red Ox. Fordham Monument with a 37-21 lead and a 30-second timeout called by Ryan Bowringer. But Daniel Thomason, all Southwestern League player, a couple of the, the best players in the league, both juniors, and 
Daniel Thomason and Caleb Ferguson going at it tonight. And Daniel Thomason with the 20-point effort. Ferguson's got eight points. And he leads the Red Hawks. Mentioned that the Nuggets on the road going up against uh, their old buddy Bruce Brown, who about a week and a half ago got his NBA championship ring when the Pacers were in Denver. Nuggets won it at Indiana tonight, 114 to 109. Nikola Jokic, oh, 31 points, 13 rebounds, and assists. Just another night of the office for the Joker. So I think they're trying to reset the, the time. Jason Holson, one of the officials over here, talking to Cam Ross, Wildcats football coach, but also your scoreboard operator tonight. Got that reset, and here we go. Hunter with the basketball. Spin move in the lane. Got it poked out of his hand by Max Orchard. Weaver up ahead to Thomason up on the left hand, and Daniel Thomason, DT, finishes for his 22nd point of the night. It's now a 39-21 Fruto Monument lead. Age Wareham with the basketball. Right wing outside the arc. Finds Hutto in the baseline right corner. Spin move by Hutto. Picks up his dribble. Goes top of the key to Cooper Ross. Ross, left-handed dribble. Leaves it for Ferguson. Run a little bit of a weave at the top of the key. Spin move. Ferguson finishes with a right hand in the lane. Taking it to the cup. He's got 10. Pass up ahead to Max Orchard into the front court. Orchard back to Wells. Jets going to set it up, guarded by Gage Wareham. Right corner, Weaver lobs it inside. Poked away by Ferguson, wanted to lob it inside to Daniel Thomason. Ferguson with really good low post defense. Caleb doing a nice job of knocking that one out of bounds. Killen will come out. 2.03 left to go in the third. And the pass too tall for Max Orchard. And up ahead, Brecken is going to miss the layup. But fortunately for Montrose... Jackson Katner, who just checked in, was there to clean it up, and he gets the layup. Katner's first points of the basketball game. Wells tries the three top of the key, misses it off to the left, and it'll be Montrose basketball after a rebound by Breconato. Wareham looks over to Ryan Bowringer, brings it across midcourt. A lot of respect between these two coaches, Ryan Bowringer and Michael Wells. Their first meeting ever as head coaches. And the shot put up and missed by Wareham, but the steal by Ross. Back to Hutto. For a monument with a 39-25 lead on the Cardinals Automart scoreboard. Minute 21 left to go on the third. The foul line. Hutto drives inside and gets around Max Orchard for the layup. Brecken Hutto with six points. And a timeout called. A full timeout called by Michael Wells and Fruit Monument. Minute 11 left to go here in the third. We'll take a break. We'll come back to Fruto Monument. Fruto Monument trying to extend their 16 to nothing record to a 17 straight win. Still a lot of work to do, though, in this one. They lead Montrose 39 to 27 as the Red Hawks hope to end that winning streak for the Wildcats. We'll take a break and come back. Full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a court from Ken by calling 243-1000. 
Thanks for calling Jerry's Outdoor Sports. Hi, do you have hunting rifles? We sure do. Plenty of calibers, lots of options, optics, and a huge stock of hunting ammo. Wow, what about hunting clothes? Jackets, boots, hats, vests. You bet. Jerry's has a lot of top brand accessories, too. So can you help me get set up for the season? We'll make sure you have everything you need and nothing you don't. Great. Sounds like Jerry's is the only place I need to go. Exactly. Plus, we have Frank. Go to jerrysoutdoorsports.com for more information today. Jerry's Outdoor Sports, the local's choice for specialty shooting supplies. It's full court coverage on the team. Presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Back at Fruit of Monmouth, the Wildcats defending Southwestern League champions lead Montrose 39-27 to on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Jet Wells gets the pass top of the key to Max Orchard. Stegman dribbles to the foul line. Wilson, good defense by Caleb Ferguson in the low post against Wilson Stegman. Jet Wells looks over to his dad and head coach Michael Wells to run the play. Wells played a lot as a freshman last year and had a great season. Second leading score for the Wildcats this year. Weaver wants to drive. Going to leave it for Aiden Tuning, who's back in for Fruit of Monument. Working some clock. 31 seconds left to go. To run the weave right now. Wells kicks it top of the key to Aiden Tuning. In the future, we're going to have the shot clock in high school basketball in the state of Colorado. But that hasn't happened yet couple of years down the road and still has to get Chassa approval. Tuning. The fans counted down. Weaver, right corner. Off-balance shot. Lobs it up. And Max Orchard caught it. Tried to go up and couldn't beat the buzzer as the Wildcats will go to the fourth quarter with a 39-27 to lead over their rivals, the Montrose Redhawks. Fruto Monument. A 12-point lead. Daniel Thomason's had a magnificent game tonight with 22 points for Fruto Monument. We'll head to the fourth. On the other side of this break, we'll send you back out to Central High School. You the latest on Central and Grand Junction boys with Tyler Franson. But for three quarters here at Fruto Monument, Wildcat boys lead Montrose 39-27 on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. You're listening. Full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by going to CoverMeKen.com. Are you turning 65? Actually, are you 64 and a half? Have you noticed that your mailbox has been inundated with mail from Medicare insurance companies? This is Stephanie Garcia-Hagan with Mesa Benefits. We've worked with people who threw out their Medicare cards because it looks like an advertisement. This doesn't need to happen to you. We're here to help. Look for a large envelope for Mesa Benefits. It contains a folder that you can put those mailings into. Then call our office at 970-549-0410 or make an appointment at mesabenefits.com. And we'll keep what you need and recycle the rest. It's full court coverage on 101.1 FM, 1340 AM at 102.1 FM. The team. Welcome back to Central High School. Charlie Francis with you here at Central. Jim Davis back at Fruita Monument. We'll get you back to Fruita for the fourth quarter of the Wildcats and Red Hawks game in just a couple of minutes here. Be the... Uh, Tigers and Warriors in action right now with the Central Warriors at the free throw line. Central currently trails 30 to 22 on the GJ Chiropractic scoreboard. As Junction will get Declan Lake a first, his first foul, second on the board in the third quarter. 
First free throw for Jackson Amos is good. That's the seventh point of the night for him, and it cuts it to a seven-point game. Amos will go for his second, and it's up, and that's off the back iron. Fighting for the board, and it's taken out by Central. Coming up the other way, Tigers leading it by seven points on the G.J. Chiropractic Center scoreboard. In the paint is Brady Page, and losing the ball is the Tigers, and picking up is the Warriors. And then at midcourt, it's Wojtek holding on to the ball. Quickly passes it to a wide-open Will Applegate, who drives in the lane and falls the bucket. Applegate eight points off the bench, and it's a nine-point Grand Junction Tiger lead. 4.25 to go in the third. We go back to Fruita Monument High School as the fourth quarter getting underway at Fruita. This is high school basketball full court coverage on the Team Sports Network presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at CoverMeKen.com. When we get a great review a month or more after the sale, we must be doing something right. Hi, this is Trish with Modern Classic Motors, and I want to thank Sean for shopping with us. We found the electric vehicle he wanted, let him check it out thoroughly before he bought it, gave him top dollar for his trade, and made the whole process easy and enjoyable. Let us earn your great review today. Come see us at Modern Classic Motors next to Sam's Club on Independent Avenue and see why it's the most fun you'll have buying a car. 1340 KTMM Grand Junction, 101.1 FM K266CE Grand Junction, 102.1 FM K271AE Grand Junction Delta. This is the Team Sports Network. Brecken Hutto's eighth point of the night has cut the fertile lead down to 10, but then quickly Max Orchard responds with a driving layup to put the Wildcats Back on top, 41 to 29. So Max Orchard taking it to the hole. Orchard with the sixth point of the night. And a timeout called by Ryan Boehringer. Jim Davis with you tonight at Fruit of Monument High School. Daniel Thomason has been magnificent tonight. He's leading all scores with 22 points. Cats. Max Orchard's got six. Jet Wells has got five. And bucket for Wilson Sigmund. Couple points from the foul line off the bench for Aiden Tuning for Montrose tonight. They're led by the ten points of the league's leading scorer and Caleb Ferguson. Eight points for Brecken Hutto tonight. A bucket for Jackson Kantner. Also two points for Jackson Killen and two points for Cooper Ross. But so far tonight, the only three belongs to Jet Wells and the Wildcats. Hit that buzzer beater three to uh, end the first half in this one here at Fruit uh, Monument High School. Wildcats back up to a 12-point lead. So it's Gage Wareham, Cooper Ross, Jackson Kantner, Brecken Huddos played really well in the second half with his eight points. Caleb Ferguson on the floor for Montrose. Patner open for a three. He's their best three-point shooter, and he's in a fire and miss from the left corner. And it's Austin Reed with the rebound. Jet Wells, Austin Reed. Also in Isaac Belknap, who had seven points against Battle Mountain on Saturday. Got there along with Lucas Weaver and Daniel Thomason. Thomason puts it in the hands of Weaver outside the arc. Ferguson on him. 
Montrose playing man-to-man. And quickly inside, Daniel Thomason gets open for a layup. Thomason with his 24th point of the night. Daniel Thomason continues to have an impressive night for Coach Michael Wells. 43-29 for the money. Steal by Lucas Weaver on a cross-court pass. Weaver ahead of the pack, and he'll lay it in with a right hand. Weaver's giving them four points off the bench and some good defensive play. Wildcats up 45-29. A 16-point Wildcat lead. Ross sends it to Ferguson, right elbow. Katner for a three in the right corner. Missed it too long. Wildcats with a rebound. Weaver there to grab the board for Fertile Monument. Chet Wells will hold it under his left arm. Looks over to his head coach, Michael Wells. Thomason is going to send it cross court right to left to Belknap. Wells shuffles it underhand to Reed. Left corner, Thomason. Now it's Wells. Puts on the floor with a right-handed dribble. Belknap catches in the right wing. Back to Thomason. Wildcats will run on the weave right now. And then Belknap will be fouled by Gage Wareham on the right wing. Gage Wareham, quarterback at Montrose. Quarterback of this basketball team for Ryan Volringer. Outstanding baseball player for his dad, Landon. Thomason kicks it out to Orchard for a three. Right corner, pocket corner three. Missed it too long. And hustling it up the floor, C.J. Rocco from Montrose. Steal by Belknap. Belknap ahead of the pack. Belknap with the left hand gets the layup. Isaac Belknap's first points of the night. Spurtle leads at 47-29 on the Cargill's Automart scoreboard. Wareham for three, and Gage hits one from downtown. Wareham's first points of the night. It's a 47-32 lead. Wareham played some very aggressive defense on Jet Wells. Michael Wells wanted the foul call. Thomason catches Ferguson on him. And now foul's going to be called. Ferguson getting Thomason on the arm. Caleb's second personal foul. Jackson Killen in for Montrose along with Brody Cooling. 6-1 junior. Reed flaps the basketball, stands right in front of me. And Jet Wells tried to catch it before he went to the backcourt. And Austin Reed's pass took him into the backcourt. So it's an over and back violation, backcourt violation. Just, and just a momentary mental mistake by the Wildcats on the inbound play. 47-32. Bruno Monument with the lead in the Carville's Automart scoreboard. Just two ticks. Beyond three minutes left to go in the game. And trying to drive inside is cooling. It's stolen away by the Wildcats. Pass up ahead to Max Orchard who lays it in. Max Orchard finishes with his eighth point of the night with a right-handed layup. Wildcats continue to dominate here in the fourth, 49-32. Warham tries another three, missed it from the right wing. Long rebound to Wells. Wells, low pass to Belknap. He has to get it back out to Reed. Now Jet Wells will control it for the Wildcats. Finds Belknap, left wing. It's Thomason with the basketball. 
Hands it to Orchard. Orchard drives and shuffles it. Back out to Austin Reed. Now Chet Wells near midcourt. Ferguson guards Reed. Orchard puts it on the deck with a right-handed dribble. Bounce pass inside. Shot partially blocked by Caleb Ferguson as Daniel Thomason had his shot blocked by Ferguson. Montrose with two minutes left to go. Inside to Ferguson. Turnaround shot from 12. Misses it. Thomason with the rebound. The outlet to Belknap who gets into the hands of Jet Wells to slow it down with a minute 50 to go in the basketball game. 49-32 lead for Fruita Monument. Full crossover dribble by Orchard. They'll send the pass back out to Reed as they want to work clock here with a minute 33 to go. Reed puts it into the hands of Orchard, guarded by Breck and Hutto. And then slipping back into the hands of Wells. It's Orchard. Wells drives baseline and then tries to bounce pass it back out to Daniel Thomas in the last touch by Montrose. So tuning comes in. Mason Lopez will check in along with Wilson Sigmund for Fruita Monument. Also in Josh Husky, the sophomore for Fruita Monument. So Michael Wells going to his bench with a minute 18 to go and the Wildcats comfortably up 49-32. Fruita the 17-point lead on the cusp of going 17-0 and 2-0 in league play. Sigmund has it. Out to tuning. Brian Boringer also emptying his bench. Freshman Josh Hawks is in now for Montrose. Husky back out to Wells. He leaves Wells out there to kind of run the second unit. And the ball stolen away by Jackson Killen. Killen gets the layup as he comes up with a steal at midcourt. And Jackson Killen with that incredible quickness we saw on the football field this year for Montrose gets the steal and his fourth point of the night. And Michael Wells will call the timeout. 42 and 8 tenths of a second left to go. We'll take a quick break and come back to Fruto Monument to, to wrap it up here for the Wildcats and Montrose boys. You're listening to Full Court Coverage on the Team, presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by going to CoverMeKen.com. I'm Dr. Yonker with Peak Performance Chiropractic. We like to give individualized treatment. We're not a cookie-cutter, same treatment for everybody that comes to our office. We understand that we're all similar, but each person requires more specific type of treatment geared towards their needs. So we have different treatment options and different treatment techniques that we can use to help people feel better, function better, and live better. Call 970-242-1903. Peak Performance Chiropractic, restoring you to your peak performance. This is Full Court Coverage on the Team Sports Network. Forty-nine thirty-four lead for the Fruit of Monument boys. Their biggest leader in the fourth has been 17. Made it by 15 right now on the Carville's Automart scoreboard. So, Wilson Sigman gets it to Josh Huskies or... Trying to put the finishing touches on a 17th straight win, and Weaver's going to be fouled. Lucas Weaver fouled out near midcourt. That stops the clock with 32 and 9 tenths of a second to go as Cooper Ross gets whistled for his third personal. Wildcats playing in the backcourt since they established position in the front court. Mason Lopez near midcourt. Husky sends the pass. 
to Sigmund near midcourt once again as they're just running the weave right now. Tuning will put two hands on the basketball. They try to trap him. Weaver to Lopez. Four seconds left to go. Now it's Wilson Sigmund with it. Clock will tick down to triple zeros, and that will do it. Prudemont will pick up a 49-34 victory. As Prudemont improves to 17-0. They are now 2-0 in league play. Defending league champions with a big victory tonight. 49-34 behind a sensational 24-point game from Daniel Thomason. Montrose has led by Caleb Ferguson's 10 points. We're going to try to grab Michael Welzer in just a moment. Talk to him about this one. Is a lot of respect for Michael Wells, for Ryan Bowringer, and vice versa. Two coaches that really have a great appreciation of the kind of basketball that they coach and a lot of emphasis on the defensive end for both of these coaches. And it's paid off for Fruto Monument with a 17-0 start. We bring in Michael Wells, and Michael, you get the victory tonight. Uh, always a hard-fought game with Montrose, but uh, you pull away in the fourth quarter in a matchup of the, the top two scorers in the league, Caleb Ferguson, Daniel Thomas, and we still get another year of these two guys, by the way. They're both juniors. DT, 24 points tonight. Ferguson had 10. Just a sensational night for Daniel Thomason, but, uh, but also got to give uh, Jet Wells a lot of credit. Jet made a couple big plays. The play that he saved the ball in front of your bench and then I believe it was uh, I believe it was Wilson Sigmund got the pass inside to Daniel Thomason. Just uh, an incredible effort and that kind of typified I think what you saw tonight from your basketball team at times. Yeah, you know, we knew Daniel and, and, and Caleb would be a good matchup and we thought, you know, potentially they'd probably cancel each other out at some point. I don't know what the totals were, but I know they both had a ton. Um, and you know, Jet wasn't necessarily scoring, wasn't always hitting shots like he needed to. Um, tonight and you know, had a couple things to force but what he did is he came up with a couple of big steals um, the save you mentioned a few hustle plays and he just kind of just kind of made things happen I think in that defensive run uh, the start of the third one we went to the one three one we got a steal and Daniel gave it to him that you know he threw the lob back for the dunk and that kind of ignited the crowd and, and spurred on a little bit of a run there um, and then I thought we were a little sloppy defensively to finish um, but that's kind of where we've been all year, just up and down. We've got to be more consistent um, on the defensive end against good teams. And, you know, we were fortunate they didn't shoot it great tonight either. Yeah, I think, you know, with Ferguson, he had the 10 points tonight. Brecken Hutto at eight. I, I know for you, you were not exactly happy with the defensive effort. But, but to, to hold them to just one double-digit score tonight, there still has to be a some sense Coach Wells is some satisfaction with that. Well, no question. It's Take it, a guy like Ferguson. Yeah, no, it, it's not It's not necessarily being upset with the defensive effort. I thought it was there. It was just inconsistent. Um, you know, we'd make a big run, then let them get four or six points. And we make a big run, right. let them get four or six points. And I think they even, you know, closed it to, to ten or maybe single digits at one point, And then the guys locked down. Um, and the thing I've been harping to them all year, the thing I've been preaching is against Smoky Hill, you can't do that. Right. Against Valor Christian, you can't do that. You'll you never recover. you right now in the RPI. Right. And so you can't recover against those. And, and I tell the guys sometimes when we get up 20 in these games, um, which you can never relax against Montrose, but whether it be Battle Mountain or some of these other ones, we've had big leads. At that point, we're not playing that team anymore. We're playing to win the last game. And we want to use those minutes uh, to our, you know, they're, they're valuable. We don't want to waste them. Um, and so... You know, we, we still got a ways to go there, but overall the guys played their guts out. You know, watching, you know, look, you always coach like you're 20 points behind. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and and look, you're 17 and 0 now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. Put that. In, take a moment here, Michael. Put that in perspective. I mean, in your long coaching career, all the success you had on the girls' side here. 17 and 0. That that hadn't, this is the first time that that this has happened for you. Am I correct? Correct. Yeah. I mean, it it's it's. It's hard to enjoy in the moment. You know, sure. you try to, but you're on to the next opponent and that sort of thing. You know, I'm sure at the end of the season we'll kind of reflect on it. I can tell you there's some moments in the summer when we were installing our defense and stuff like that. I'd have been surprised if we weren't 0-17. <laughs> um, and so it, it's just a credit to the guys and how much they've, they've really bought in and worked and, and just executed it. And, and we're definitely not perfect, but thrilled with where we're at. Um, but, you know, they had a, a good record last year and stumbled. You know, and one they shouldn't have lost, and, and it kind of dropped them out of the spot. We're, we really have a goal of being that top eight, um, you know, when the seeding index comes out the end of the season, hopefully get a couple playoff games at home. One final thing. I, I thought some of your bench guys, Aiden Tuning, Lucas Weaver, these guys did a nice job off the bench for it. Isaac Belknap as well. They've just been solid minutes all year. Um, you know, they don't end up on the paper or in the, you know, in the paper or on the radio all the time, um, but they don't complain. They just work hard. Um, you know, when, when one of our other guys isn't going for one reason or another, you know, they're just, they're just always there and, and always give us what we need at that moment. And it seems to be a different guy or a different group of guys every night. And uh, I just uh, I, I couldn't tell you how valuable their depth is for us on a nightly basis. Until finally, a lot of appreciation for the, the kind of style of basketball you coach and, and Ryan Bowringer coaches as well. That you could, that the way you guys were interacting before the game, when I came up and talked to you and after the game, that uh, a lot of appreciation for for what uh, each program uh, tries to instill into its players. I just have a ton of respect for Vo and and his program and what he does. I told him I hate going against him because they're hard as crap to guard. I think he's as good as coach uh, as there is on the Western Slope easily, if if not if not in the state. And um, you know, it's just it's fun to have battles like that. But I, I just told him I hate going against him, and I'm glad when it's over, um, one way or another. So. Well, Michael, I appreciate the time. Congratulations on 17-0, Thanks, 2-0 in league play. Daniel Thomason once again leading all scorers, 24 points tonight. For Fruto Monument, Caleb Ferguson had 10 for Montrose. And earlier tonight, Fruto Monument girls, uh, they were victorious 35-22 over Montrose. Boys went at 49-34 tonight. That'll wrap it up tonight from Fruto Monument. Our part of full court coverage is done. On the other side of this break, we'll send you out to Central. Tyler Franson will wrap things up with Central and Grand Junction boys. That's next. This is full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken by calling 243-1000. Do you spend all year looking forward to winter sports? It's time to get geared up for the season at Play It Again Sports, your neighborhood sporting goods store. Play It Again Sports has a big variety of winter sports equipment in stock, including hockey gear, snowboards, snowshoes, cross-country skis and boots, sleds, helmets, and more. Their staff will help you find just what you need. They'll also pay you cash for your previously loved equipment. Winter starts now at Play It Again Sports, open seven days a week next to Once Upon a Child at 2454 Highway 6 and 50. It's full court coverage on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Welcome back to Central High School as we wrap up our full court coverage here tonight between the Central Warriors and the Grand Junction Tigers. Our score with about five minutes to go here in the ballgame, 46-35, the Grand Junction Tigers with the lead. couple of scores tonight in double figures for Grand Junction. 
13 points on the board for Brett Wojtek to lead in scoring. And right behind him is Edison Dean with 12, who hit a monster three-pointer to put his Tigers team into double-digit lead. And so 46-35, our score as it stands right now. And if the score remains the same, or at least the outcome remains the same with the current score reflecting it, we will try to get in touch with Coach Dutch Johnson, the head coach of the Grand Junction Tigers, after the game. Although it was 4.51 to go, if Johnson Danich and crew can get a run going here late. We'll see if we want to talk to him after the game, if the Warriors pull off a comeback win tonight. Either way, we're set up for a good Southwestern League showdown these last five minutes. Shot in the lane and falling in with the basket is Brett Wojtek. And Wojtek is going to go to the line for the and one. The foul against Central's Cam Redding. The third team foul for Grand for no correction that's the fifth team foul so that puts them into the bonus and one misses Will Applegate with the second chancer so he gets two points that is a four point possession with Applegate now crossing into double figures so three war Tigers rather with double figure points Central trying to answer the shot missed there the rebound Applegate it is a 15-point Tiger lead with 4.23 to go here in the ball game. Going right with the ball. Passes to left to Edison Dean. Dean will go the high outlet pass back to right. Now it's around the, around the perimeter. Lake to Dean. Dean across the way to Cohen. Cohen across the other way for three. Off the right rim, no good, but it's Applegate in the lane for the basket and the foul. Tiger Pride in full voice tonight here as Wojtek, or rather Applegate with 12. And he will try the end one with four minutes to go here. This has been a much, has been a very strong fourth quarter here for Grand Junction. And the free throw is good. So Applegate with 13 to put him in second place on the scoring chart. Central. Around the perimeter, Redding top of the key. Shoots from three. Good for Cam Redding. Cam Redding now with nine. And it's 53-38 with three and a half to go on the Grand Junction Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Tigers ball. Wojtek in the paint, loses it, but is fouled. And what's the call here? That's on Cam Redding. And that's Cam Redding's fourth. So Cam Redding in foul trouble with Brett Wojtek at the free throw line for two shots. And that first one misses. Brett Wojtek with 15, Applegate with 13, Edison Dean with 12. Your three leading scorers for Grand Junction and your three leading scorers, period, in this ballgame. Central's leading scorer tonight, Jackson Amos with 11. As the second free throw is good for Wojtek, he has 16. 
324 to go. 54-38. Tigers lead it. Redding baseline for Central. He gets a pass to Kane Thornton, but it's rejected by the Tigers. Here they come the other way. A great block from the Tiger defense. Leave it with Applegate. Dean with it, top of the key. Passing it around. Declan Lake, far wing, drives baseline, stops, and the basket's not going to fall in. A couple of Tigers had to be picked up off the floor, and the foul on Central will send. No, it's on Tigers. Offensive foul on Declan Lake, so Central with the basketball. Railing 54-38 on the G.J. Chiropractic Center scoreboard. Under three minutes to go here in the ballgame. Driving and shooting from the high post is Jack's name. O.C. missed it. Central tried to get the rebound, and there's a fight for it on the floor. The jump ball call. We'll give it back to the Tigers. Edison Jean will get it. And inbound, it, or, well, hang on, what are we doing? Yeah, okay. Had to, had to get the shoes to sweep up some of the, some of the sweat. And here we go, and quickly inbound to Cohen right. Central going full court press. Right with the ball in his left hand, will outlet pass to Wojtek. Wojtek will stop and lose the ball. Central and Junction will let it roll out. See who was last touched. They're going to say it was central last touch. Tigers ball and Grand Junction is going to take a timeout, and it is a full timeout. Two and a half minutes left, 54-38. Grand Junction leads it on the Grand Junction Ty- Chiropractic Center scoreboard. We'll be back with the rest of the fourth. You're listening to full-court coverage of high school basketball on the team presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at GovernMeCan.com. ProSpace Interiors here in Grand Junction. ProSpace has been serving the office furniture needs of local businesses for over 45 years. Our experienced sales and design staff can assist you in selecting the right office furniture from over 50 manufacturers. And our professional installation crews will get the job done right. So, for your next office project, big or small, give the pros at ProSpace a call at 242-7575 or online at prospace.biz. Full court coverage on 101.1 FM. 1340 AM and 102.1 FM. The team. Welcome back to Central High School as we wrap up full court coverage here from Central. The Warriors and Tigers in Southwestern League play tonight. You also heard Fruit of Monument and Montrose tonight. Both teams, the girls and boys, getting wins tonight with Jim Davis on the call. Out of the timeout, here's the Tigers with the basketball and the lead with two and a half minutes to go. Lake, around the perimeter to Cohen right. Cohen to his right with Edison Dean to the top of the key. Rolls to the wing, then he gets a long pass to Lake. Lake fakes the three, dribbles right, passes it to Cohen. Now Cohen over to Wojtek. Wojtek in the paint, dribbles low, goes to Declan Lake off the glass and in. Declan Lake with 10 points now to make him the fourth Tiger in double figures. Under two minutes to go. Shot from three from Sedanich. Missed. And it's off the 
Right of the rim, and it's rebounded Tigers. 56-38. Tigers up 18 with under two minutes to go. Talk with Coach Dutch, Dutch Johnson after the game is Roy Deck. Looking for Decker for Dean, top of the key. Dean to Lake for three. Off the back iron, no good. I want to check that. That was actually Cohen right from the corner. Missed that three. Central board, Cam Redding. Top of the key. Now the wing goes over to Ryland Note, or Asher Carter, rather. Back to Cam Redding for three. Cam Redding buries it from three. Cam Redding now moves into the leading score position for Central with 12. 11 points still for Jackson Amos as we are now under a minute to go. Applegate with it for for Grand Junction at the, at the logo. 50 seconds and driving and getting a push. Jackson Amos the foul for Central. Grand Junction to the free throw line. Brady Page is going to check in for Grand Junction. Cohen Wright is going to go to the free throw line. Tiger Pride traveling well. Admittedly not far, but, you know, still traveling well. You know, just take North Avenue. Take a left of the business loop. Take Warrior Way, and you're there. I know. Shocker. I'm giving directions. First free throw is good. Cohen right. Second free throw for him. Is good. Cohen with five points and a timeout. Nope, I, I lied. Not a timeout, just a whistle. There was a stop. Cohen Wright's going to go to the bench. 49 and a half seconds to go. Grand Junction leading it as Central is going to take a timeout to empty their bench. John Sedanis wants a 30-second timeout. We'll keep it right here. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting grief from Nate Andrews back at Master Control for giving directions. I know. I know. I'm the guy. Notorious hitting loss. How rich. But I was saying, you know, Tiger's students mostly with the ski goggles. It's, it's, it's crazy fascinating. The coordination. So... Junction students showed up here tonight, most of them wearing ski goggles. Why, I don't know. And then you have Central fans, the student section, and they all made decorative t-shirts that all have a statement on them that we can only assume is a perhaps misleading statement. All right, out of the timeout, Central with the ball, and they made a few subs. We'll get to those names as quickly as we can. Central missed the three. The rebound goes down to the Tigers. Andrew Henderson with the basketball, trying to break through the full-court press defense. Tigers get it across the timeline, but it then is tipped and intercepted by the Warriors, number 30, whom we don't have a number or a name for. They missed the shot, though, and it's rebounded by the Tigers. 12 seconds to go. 58-41, our score as Grand Junction is going to hold on to it at the corner, and that'll do it. So the Tigers win it. 
by a score of 58-41. We'll talk with Dutch Johnson here in a moment as he makes his way towards our sideline. Our full court coverage tonight has been presented by Ken Richards State Farm. You can always call Ken at 970-243-1000. Go to his website, coverme10.com. Through the monument with wins tonight, Central Girls the win here and Junction Boys the win. Dutch Johnson, slow to make his way across the handshake line. As we'll wave him over. Dutch Johnson, coach. Coach. We'll wave Coach Johnson over here for a second. As we'll hand him over the headset. And Coach Johnson getting a pat on the back from Paul Kane, the District 51 Athletic Director. We're joined now courtside by Dutch Johnson, the head coach of the Grand Junction Tigers. Coach, getting that first league win, how does that feel for your basketball team tonight? Well, considering how we lost our first two league games, it uh, feels really good. Um, you know, I'm very proud of these guys. You know, last week it was tough on us. Obviously, Cruder's really good on Friday night. Turn around. very noisy in here and obviously you know a quote-unquote hostile environment but your fans traveled well so getting a win tonight here in the valley how important is that for your guys well every league game is important <laughs> you know we dropped one on our home court really in league you got to take care of your home court we dropped one so to come here and beat a team that has been playing really well as of late Johnson, let's talk about the players that scored for you tonight. You had four guys in double figures. Wojtek, your leader, with 16. Then you had uh, Will Applegate with 13 off the bench for you. Edison Dean with 12 and Declan Lake with 10. Four guys in double digits scoring really setting some uh, the balance for your offense. Uh, that's got to that that's got to be important going forward, right? Getting more guys involved. Absolutely. And just hearing four guys in double figures, I didn't know that. But you just said that. this week as you head into practice and get ready for the rest of your league play. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Dutch Johnson, the head coach of the Grand Junction Tigers, his team getting the win tonight by a final score of 58-41. That'll do it for us here at Central High School. We'll send you back to the team sports desk. Nate Andrews will wrap it up. Our full court coverage presented by Ken Richards State Farm. Get a quote from Ken at CoverMeKen.com. Call 970-243-1000 and have a great rest of your evening.